Hey everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of TSC News. It's hard to believe we've been around for over eight freaking years now. And with Clash of Champions 2017 right around the corner, I thought it'd be a nice time to take a trip down memory lane and present you guys with a compilation of all our Night of Champions and Clash of Champion pay-per-view reviews. So we're going to start things out with 2013 Night of Champions. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Here to recap WWE Night of Champions. We just ended it with Personally, I thought it was a stunning ending. We have a new WWE champion and the only title change of the night Daniel Bryan sends everybody home happy Hits his trademark running knee Pinned Randy Orton in the middle of the ring a one-a a two-a a three-a a foe, and he is WWE Champion once more. I am stunned by this. Stunned. I mean, not totally stunned because he got beat up 500 straight times. And in typical WWE booking, usually when the guy gets beat up 500 times, he ends up winning at the end. Unless, of course, he's feeding with Triple H. But that's another story. This was a great match. I thought it was tremendous. I mean, you can flip a coin and... <laughs> You know, and pick which uh, Brian Orton match this year has been the best as far as between them and as far as between whoever else they've faced. I mean, these guys put on a show. Would I say it was as good as Cena versus Brian? I don't think so. Was it better than Brian and Orton's Raw match a couple months ago? Yeah, I'd say so, especially with the benefit of not having any commercial breaks. Now, here's the interesting thing. We started off the show with the boring Triple H promo, which was not that bad but it could have been cut by like five minutes six minutes or so and i got people already blowing up my phone talking about this which is which is crazy so triple h said hey we're gonna make sure this has no interference whatsoever so that put randy orton in a tough spot triple h later in the night said you better win you're the face of wwe i handpicked you and orton's like triple h don't worry about it I got this one in the bag. Well, he did not have this one in the bag. And apparently, apparently, because there were a couple refs in this match or whatnot, the referee counted this pinfall a little fast. I thought it was a little fast. I didn't notice it going too, too fast. Then again, I was in such shock as I was prepping for this broadcast that Daniel Bryan won and won clean, not via roll-up, not via, you know, big show, knocking somebody out, whatever. The fact that he won clean in the middle of the ring like that, I was just like, what? And to the best of my knowledge, I didn't hear any of the commentators mention anything about a fast count. So maybe they pulled an intentional Nick Patrick, i.e. Starcade 97 for anybody uh, that's a WCW fan that gets that reference. Maybe not. But I got people right here already telling me, Fred, they're going to reverse this decision. Fred, it's going to be reversed tomorrow night. Here's why that would be a bad idea. First off, this pay-per-view overall, I gotta give it a thumbs down. Totally a thumbs down. Maybe, maybe y'all can convince me it's thumbs in the middle, but I have a hard time giving it anywhere near a thumbs up. So to me, if you're one of these people that ordered this pay-per-view and had to suffer through some of the crap involved on this pay-per-view, 
not that WWE has, hasn't screwed over their pay-per-view buyers before, but I think it would be pretty lame if they did a dusty finish 24 hours later and said, Oh, but wait! Randy Orton is still WWE Champion. I also think it's lame because it just kind of... I'm not saying it devalues the title, but to an extent, it kind of devalues Orton because even though they try to pretend fans are stupid and don't remember that Brian made Orton tap out a couple months ago, that did happen. And the fact is, Orton did lose to Brian. He did tap out. And in this match, he did lose via pinfall. Man, I got every blown out my phone here. Some people some people saying right here, oh, this is going to be reversed. Some people saying it's not going to be reversed. I really don't know. I just don't think it's a good idea to reverse it. It's nice. Brian got his nice moment. Whatever. I personally wouldn't have done this title change this soon. However, I would also not have had Brian get beat up, what, seven, eight straight shows between all the Raws and SmackDowns, which kind of booked him in the corner and forced them, or at least made them feel like they had to be forced to give Brian the title of the Surly again. I don't know, man. If it were up to me, I would have had a ton of interference in this match. I would have had to go back and forth. I would have had to come close. I would have had some kind of crazy finish where Big Show accidentally knocks out Brian or something like that. And then uh, Orton ends up pinning him. You protect Brian. And what they could have done too is maybe had Orton uh, punt Brian, put Brian on the shelf for a few weeks, and build up Battleground to have it be Randy Orton versus Big Show. That to me, I mean, maybe it wouldn't have drawn that much, but really is a pay-per-view called Battleground that nobody's ever heard of that's coming up in a couple weeks, that's two weeks away from Hell in a Cell. Is that is that really going to draw that much? I don't really think so. Payback didn't do so well, and that actually had a pretty good card. You know, it's the first time B pay-per-view. People already spent their money on SummerSlam. Maybe some people bought Night of Champions. I don't know. That's what I would have done. And then what they could have done is maybe have, of course, Orton retain the title over Big Show because Big Show can afford a loss in 2013. Even though for whatever reason, a couple weeks back, he didn't sell for Brian, which also made no sense, but whatever. And then you can add Brian the next night on Raw, attack Orton, and you climax his feud at Hell in a Cell because, of course, this is a blood rivalry. And then you could also have like a double Hell in a Cell main event. You could add Orton versus Brian, and you could add Triple H versus Big Show. Boom! There you go. Best for business. I'm waiting for my check in the mail, WWE. But, of course, that didn't happen. Now that they decided to go with Brian, at least for 24 hours, as WWE Champion, I would absolutely, positively, mother-freakingly hate to see him lose it 24 hours later. And I would hate to see him lose the title less than a month later at Battleground. I think that's so stupid. I think it makes no sense. I think at this point, you might as well run with him. You might as well run with him as champ at least for two, three months. And if you want to do that whole Austin, you know, McMahon dynamic where Austin held the belt for a couple months, then gets screwed over, then chases the title up till WrestleMania, that's cool with me, even though Brian's not Steve Austin and Triple H ain't Vince McMahon, the heel owner. That's cool with me. But I say you got to give Brian at least a couple months with the title, at least till Survivor Series, maybe even TLC. Give him a nice a nice run. See what you can get. You never know. Maybe this guy can really draw some freaking money for you. Some would argue that his drawing power has already been hurt because of the fact that he took a pedigree, lost to Randy Orton, and, uh, you know, got attacked seven, eight straight times. It's a fair argument, but we'll see. Dave Meltzer tweeted out, you know, we'll see in five weeks, and, and within five weeks is what? After Battleground, after Hell in a Cell, close to Survivor Series, 
I guess we'll have a better idea then. So, I don't necessarily mind doing the 24-hour title switch thing, but given the fact that his pay-per-view was subpar, given the fact that, you know, they let the moment sink in, and by the time Daniel Bryan wins the title for the third time, it's not going to be as special. I say keep the title on him for at least, at least a couple months. Curtis Axel and Paul Heyman, now in an ODQ match, taking on CM Punk. Why couldn't they hype this ahead of time? It's the same thing with the Brock Lesnar-Punk match. You're telling me they just couldn't hype the no-DQ stipulation ahead of time? As in, not just, excuse me, during the pre-show, but a week before, two weeks before? God forbid you want to add extra buys. Well, Axel had a wrestle Kingston earlier in the night. He retained the IC title. It was a really good match. I enjoyed it. They were actually doing chance for Axel and Kofi. However, we saw this match on free TV twice. And this is the third time we saw it. But Axel got the win. He retained. He looked good. Pretty good. We had the handicap match where Axel and Punk went back and forth. Decent action, but again, nothing that let the world on fire. Kind of like most of this pay-per-view. Punk pinned him with the GTS. Oh, actually, excuse me. Punk hit the GTS. Locked in the Anaconda Vice. Curtis Axel had to tap out. And of course, Punk had Heyman all to himself. He beat the hell out of Heyman. My only complaint. I wish they would have had less in ring with Axel. More of Heyman getting beat up. But Heyman was beat up pretty well by TVPG standards. I mean, hit with a kendo stick to the nuts. To the ankles, to the legs, to the back, to the body. Paul Heyman's a fat, middle-aged man. That's gotta hurt. Well, I guess now he knows how Balls Mahoney and all his ECW buddies felt back in the 90s. But man, this was brutal. He was handcuffed, McFoley-style Royal Rumble 1999. Dated attitude reference for anybody that gets that. And he just got his ass whooped. And then, and then Punk said, I want you to remember this when I break your face. Punk has the kendo stick. Keep in mind, there was a table set up in the corner before. Punk tried to suplex Axel. was unsuccessful, but he ended up eliminating Axel anyway. Ryback appeared out of nowhere and speared CM Punk straight to hell through the table. I like the added effect of Ryback selling the effects of the spear because he's such a big-ass brute that he ran himself headfirst, laid there for a second, got up, shook off the cobwebs, laid Heyman's limp body on Punk, one, two, three. Yes, CM Punk beat the holy hell out of Paul Heyman. I would have liked blood, but I get it. It's PG. One, two, three. Heyman wins. Heyman got beat up, but Heyman did have the last laugh. And Ryback, showing his immense strength, carried Heyman like a sack of potatoes onto his shoulders, walked out of the ring, walked out, and Punk was hurt. He was in shock. And he was devastated. Tremendous work by all involved. Did this match deliver? Did it deliver? Compared to its hype. Like I said, I would have liked to see a longer beating with Paul, uh, with Paul Heyman. I think there was too much Axel Punk, which we've seen before plenty of times. But it was good. Some would argue Biggie Langston should be uh, the Paul Heyman guy instead of Ryback. But I like Ryback's work lately. I've always kind of been a Ryback fan. I think they did him no favors for a while having him lose on every single pay-per-view and not even giving him the title for a brief time last year. But 
give Ryback credit. The guy's busted his ass. He's looked good in most matches he's been in. He's gotten over as a, this bullying heel. He really has. And listen, it's not like the material they've given him is the best to work with. So much respect to him. Gets a well-deserved spot on Paul Heyman's stable. And I expect big things from him. Maybe a world title run. I'd like that. I'm not saying give him the WWE Championship, but if you want to make him World Heavyweight Champion, sure, why not? A couple months with that. Maybe feud with Sheamus down the road when he returns next year. No complaints here for me. But I did have complaints about the World Heavyweight Championship match. That match was clunky at times. Got really, really good at the end. And then what did Del Rio do? He locked in the armbar. RVD held on. He got to the ropes. I'm thinking, sweet, this match is just getting good. So what does Del Rio do? He doesn't release the hold. Ref DQs him. Yes. A disqualification in a world title match on an event you pay for. That, my friends, is bad for business. Terrible for business. Stupid for business. I don't care if it's been done before. I don't care about the fact that, uh, oh, well, people have done this before. And, oh, well, Fred, it's, it's all right, Fred. It's all right. You know, they, we, we had another world title match. It doesn't matter. You pay for every match you get. Just like the crappy Ms. Fandango bonus match we got. Great. You might as well give me a stack of turds and paint it gold. Woohoo! You got it for free. Great. I'll feed it to my cat. Like, seriously. Come on, man. This sucked. I was pissed. It took away every good thing about this match. Okay, RVD hit the Van Terminator. Ricardo in his sling and oversized RVD shirt. Looks like a fan. Uh, that, that's the world's biggest RVD fan and a creep. Okay, cool. Woohoo! I want a contest to be RVD's valet. All right, whatever. I don't care. This sucked. No Damien Sandow. Even though I would think it would be wrong for my Lebanese brother Damien Sandow to cash in his Money in the Bank contract at this time. Seriously, this segment, this angle, this match needed some saving after that BS finish. I almost said a bad word there. I'll try not to curse. But then, that sucked. But if you want to know what really sucked, if you want to know what really, really, really sucked, the Divas match. If there's any Impact Wrestling viewers here, I know there's not too many TNA knockouts left, but they are a hell of a lot better than the WWE Divas in the ring. People say, oh, well, Paige, well, Emma and NXT aren't ready for the main roster yet. Okay, watch this match and then tell me that with a straight face. I didn't really recap this match, but I'll go over it the best I can. Naomi is a sweetheart, beautiful young woman. I think she's got a ton of potential. I'm a fan of hers. But tonight she came off like a poor man's female RVD. In other words, great athleticism, not a lot of psychology, and a lot more blown spots. Very overzealous. Brie Bella was Brie Bella. AJ was whatever. Who else is in the match? I don't care. Nat Natty. And there was one spot in this match, in addition to all the blown spots, because I, I can't remember all of them, where I believe it was Brie Bella and Naomi on their backs on top of each other, shoulders down, and the referee's just like... Well, what you gonna do? And Natty's like, huh. 
and she's teasing this spot, and I'm thinking, okay, I guess she's going for a double sharpshooter, but she takes her sweet ass time. Now, I'm thinking, their shoulders are down. Ref, shouldn't you count so they could get their shoulders up? And originally, I wanted this ref fired, and maybe he'll still get fired. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, I would not put it past these chicks. No disrespect to them. I'm sure all these people involved are nice people in real life. But I would not put it past these chicks if they just forgot, wait, our shoulders are down. And I wouldn't put it past these chicks if the ref actually did make the count and they left their shoulders down as opposed to getting them up. Just because I'm sorry, I don't trust Naomi and Brie Bella to have that kind of ring presence like their boyfriends. No disrespect, not hating, just stating. So Natalia finally puts on the double sharpshooter. It looked cool, but this match took way too long. A lot of blown spots. If there was going to be chaos anyway, why don't you have JoJo and Nikki and Ava Marie and uh, Cameron and Brodus and Sweet Tea at ringside anyway, just to make it even more chaotic and fun? No. So AJ walked in, or Octopussy, whatever the hell that, that move is. Wait, Octopus? No, Octopussy's that James Bond film. Whatever, the Octopus, the Black Widow... I don't know what it's called, whatever, the weird tarantula-type move thing that, that locks in the arm where the girls are have to be forced to tap out on AJ's ass, which is supposed to look intimidating, but it really looks hot. I don't know, whatever. This match sucked. Worst match of the year candidate. And I will have to say this probably is the worst pay-per-view match of the year. If there's someone worse, please leave a comment, tweet me, let me know. I, I just, I can't, I can't. I can't. Shield retained the titles over the primetime players. Nice little match. Primetime players did win the tag team turmoil. It was aight. Dean Ambrose, queen in the middle of the ring, beat Dolph Ziggler in another nice little match. Crowd? Thought the Detroit crowd would be a little bit hotter. Weren't that hot for a lot of things. But then again, I don't blame them. I mean, a lot of these matches were just kind of thrown together. Dolph Ziggler, good lord. I don't know who he pissed off. I don't know what he exactly said in one of those million interviews he did during SummerSlam time to get buried, but I guess his new favorite show is Six Feet Under. So overall, like I said, I'd give this show a thumbs down. was not a fan of it. Really good main event. I liked the handicap match, but yeah. Even Summerae's legs could not save this show from my wrath. This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News here with the WWE Night of Champions recap show. We're going to be recapping everything from top to bottom. I'm joined by my main man, Scott Anderson. And Fred, uh, we're going to give you the lowdown. Everything went down. A number of title changes, a controversial ending, but a clear pathway to hell in a cell. Scott, we didn't get that chance to have you on during the pre-show, during the live chat. Yeah. What did you think of what, about what went down? Not bad. Um, you know, first came on, I was a little disappointed to see a couple title matches kick off the show. But in all honesty, they were pretty good matches. Uh, the U.S. title match I thought was was. I almost don't want to use fantastic and and oversell it, but it was, it was fantastic. It was. Um, Sheamus put on a great show. Uh, Cesaro, of course, put on a great show. Then you had. To be honest, I think the show Steeler and Manpreet's going to love it, but Orton Jericho, I think, stole the show. I thought Cesaro and Sheamus was a, a, a notch above that, personally. But I, you, you could go either way. I mean, both were great yeah. matches. I just felt like Cesaro and Sheamus felt like a fight 
Whereas even though like you know the 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 Jericho Orton match is great at the end when Jericho yeah goes up top and then he gets hit with the uh, like he flies and then <clears throat> gets right. caught with the RKO. It was kind of contrived. Like you know what I mean? Like Jericho was just waiting. I could yeah, felt right, it I'll took forever. That. That's my one complaint. It just took forever to get to that finish. And I know on the live chat you had mentioned that they didn't really hype this match up as much considering it was, you know, two hall future Hall of Famers. Yeah. I think the only mention was that, you know, Wharton was the first uh you know, WWE world heavyweight champion and Jericho the first undisputed, and that was it. Yeah, they could have done a, a, a much better job of hyping this matchup. You know, and the shame of it is, if this was, what, 10, 15 years ago, that match could have headlined a pay-per-view on its own. Well, well yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, or even, like, you know, back in the day, yeah, if, like, Orton had... If Orton was at the level he's at now, back in, say, like... Or, and just in general, hell, just in general. I mean, these guys headlined a pay-per-view back in 2007, you know what I mean? It's like... I don't know. It's kind of a shame. It, it is a shame that you don't care. Because they're talking the history, and they're showing highlights of all the different past champions. And it's like, you know what? You got Why two former say... undisputed champions. Why not hype that up? Why not make it mean something rather than just throw it out there? And, and that's the problem, I think, with the WWE pay-per-views. A lot of really good to great matches this year, but not a lot of great storytelling behind them. Too much content. That's why. But you would mention that they had a pay-per-view match before, and... Didn't Jerry Lawler say that this is their first time on pay-per-view or something? So Honestly, though, their Armageddon in 2007 uh, right. deal was, was, very, for, was yeah. very forgettable. I mean, that was extreme. I mean, well, I even forgot that until now, honestly. That was like when JBL came out of retirement for a brief time and had that feud with Jericho, and then it was just, yeah, it was weird. Weird, yeah. weird time back then. But uh, overall, not a bad pay-per-view. The ending, you know, it's funny because about five minutes before the ending, I posted – that I want to see Rollins cash in on Lesnar, and I almost got my wish. Well, let's let's walk people through what what happened in this match here. Uh, tell everybody for, that didn't see it. Well, it started out as a reversal of SummerSlam, where Lesnar Lesnar got caught in the uh, attitude adjustment, kicked out. Then it kind of went back to SummerSlam with uh, some German suplexes, but Lesnar this time going for that Kimura lock. Uh, Cena had a lot, good amount of offense. Um, what hit the uh, attitude adjustment? What four or five times on Lesnar, had him in the uh, STF, then put another attitude adjustment on him. Rollins came in, caused a DQ by hitting Cena with the briefcase, hit a curb stomp on Lesnar, went to cash in. Lesnar or um, Lesnar was out of it. Cena decides to interfere. The bell never rang, so it didn't count. So Rollins still has the briefcase. The match ended. Cena wins the match, gets a little redemption, but doesn't get the title. Going to set up uh, Hell in a Cell, which hopefully, in my opinion, is going to be a fatal four-way because you're going to throw the returning Dean Ambrose, who did come back tonight, into that match. And coincidentally, his cab arrived just at the right time. (laughs) Nice way to go there, WWE. And they ruined it, too, because the camera shots were horrible. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because it didn't show him getting out of the cab. it, it, yeah, it I, he got out of the cab and the crowd popped, but it didn't cut to it didn't show the original scene of him getting out of the cab. No, no it was real bad. Yeah, but um, the the brawl with Ambrose and Rollins was excellent. Great, and if you heard the reaction Ambrose got, I think he might be the top guy at this point. In he the should be the top guy. I, I uh, listen. I like I like Reigns, man, and I think Reigns is gonna be a big star, and I think he's already kind of a big star. But I mean, as far as like carrying the company, I mean this, Ambrose the, when he was carried out. By the like the the agents and stuff. Uh, ironically enough, Jamie Noble and Fit Finley and like legit tough guys like that. And, uh, yeah, it was just like uh, enjoying Mercury. 
it, it, it just like I don't know. It fe- I, they've done angles like well, this before, it felt but like this Brian Pillman. <laughs> not even like like Brian. It was put, Attitude put, Era. But like Austin. Like, you know yeah. when Austin was carried out multiple yeah. times and he was arrested and Vince McMahon's like, you ruined it, and, and, and Vince McMahon's jaw jacking. It felt that way with Dean Ambrose. I don't say that about a lot of guys, but he just felt real. It did. Well, but the odd thing was it felt real because Triple H got involved in it yeah. and was the one kind of like cussing out Ambrose. Triple H and Stephanie, they're like, get him out of there, get him out yeah. of it. It was just but it was just a great attitude era ish. Yes, it was it was a great it was a great brawl. And like that's the thing. Like, you know, we don't need the attitude era backwards, like all this. Blood and guts and TNA, but you know what? It's it's good to have guys like Lesnar and even Dean Ambrose, who as crazy as his character is, you buy into everything he does. You yeah. buy into everything he a says. A little bit more realistic. Yes, just you need thing and you need stuff that makes sense. I mean, it's a shame for as good of the as they've built like these main event angles for the most part. Minus you know, Cena not selling very well. Uh, you know, at least leading up to this match, he did sell in the match. You know, I mean, the mid card is just kind of a mess. Even the yeah, Divas match. The Divas match was actually pretty good, but the storylines are garbage. Good. I thought Nikki Bella did well on it, considering. Yeah, uh, of course. Well, let's let's run down these yeah. results real quick. Hold on, real quick though. Yeah. Hold on. You, you the, here's the thing with Ambrose. Ambrose has the crowd behind him, but he might not have the 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 backstage behind him. Kind of like uh, Daniel Bryan. So what's going to happen here? You know, you're going to have two guys who are fighting for that crowd spot. Only one of them is going to get it. So True, and and you got to keep. Hopefully, a- they're smart enough to have both. But I think honestly, Ambrose is going to get that push, and you're going to see Daniel Bryan kind of fall back to being, you know, the Raw main event tonight will be Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt, and nobody's going to give her access. I, I think That's- I think Daniel Bryan. Well, I think that you know what though, you could still have multiple top guys. You know what I mean, like if you look at back in the day, I mean, like Mick Foley and Triple H weren't at the level of a uh, Austin and Rock, but they were still main eventers. But this isn't back in the day, Fred. That's the problem. True, and but if they book but, now is so different that. But it do, it doesn't matter when a guy's over, he's over. And to me, it doesn't matter what they do with with Brian. He's still going to be over. He's still going to be Mister Reliable. If he, knock on wood, you know he comes back healthy and everything. And honestly, you got D, you got Dean Ambrose. You know, you remember you still need guys to headline house shows. They do two separate house show tours. Uh-huh. And and I think uh, I think Ambrose is eventually going to. Be WWE champion, and dare yes. I say, it might be before Roman Reigns. It, it depends because I think I think Roman Reigns, since he's missing time, they said several months now due to incarcerated hernia surgery. Several. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's just a swerve or not, but yeah, if he yeah. actually is indeed missing several months, I could see him getting hot where he comes back, wins the Royal Rumble, and you know, absence does make the heart grow fonder, right? And then yeah. he ends up, you know, at WrestleMania and and winning the title. I could see that happening. I could. I can see Ambrose being the new Edge too, with the way he's getting over with the crowd. I think he'd be a bit, right. I think, but I think he could be an even bigger star than that. As far as like, maybe. if he's done right, maybe. Yes, I mean it's. But you I'm look hyped. at Ambrose; the guy should be the top guy right now, or you know, by WrestleMania. I do. Th- I, I'll tell you this: I will not be surprised if Ambrose is the one walking out with the title at WrestleMania. I would be surprised. I'll not be surprised. Just because be, it's I, a different think, day and age, bro. Because what are you going to give the title? You're not going to give the title I, to Cena again at, at WrestleMania. If no, but, it depends on the crowd. If the crowd reacts yeah. to Roman Reigns like they reacted to Batista, there's no way you could have him win the WrestleMania main event. And and, and look, if the crowd reacts to him like they have been now, where it's kind of like more like some cheers but a lot of indifference, right. then I I I just think this. This is a pivotal time for WWE. Okay, and more than ever. 
I think you got to listen to your audience. And I know a lot of hardcore fans are loud and they don't always dictate everything. But at the end of the day, a majority of the hardcore fans are the ones that's keeping your WWE network barely in business right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, and I just think, again, Roman Reigns can rise above and he can be the guy or one of the guys. But if you, it's kind of like, again, it's a Bret Hart-Lex Luger thing. We talked about it before. I don't think there was anything wrong with Lex Luger back in the day. I think just the, going back in time, I just think Bret Hart was that much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think the crowd hated Lex Luger. But you remember back in the day, I mean, Bret Hart was just better in every aspect of professional wrestling. Yeah. And at that time, when they didn't have a Hulk Hogan, when they couldn't rely on Randy Savage, when they couldn't rely on stars of the past, they had to make somebody. Yeah. And you know what? They they went with Bret. And and it, they, I think it's kind of the same thing with Ambrose and Reigns. I think... I think Reigns is likable. I don't think people want to hate Reigns. You know what I'm saying? I don't think too it's much a resi- too soon. Yes, I think it is too much too soon. If he was ready for it, cool. And look, he may end up winning the title, regardless of WrestleMania. But I'll, I'll put it to you this way: even if he does end up winning the title, I still think the honeymoon might not be as long as people think. No. So, but anyway, let's let's go down this card. I have a thought too, which yeah. I want to run by you. But let's go down the card first. Yeah, yeah. Let's go down the card first. All right. We had well, let's go so main event. Of course, we talked about it already. Hard fought match, great match. Was a uh, yeah, yeah. Cena hit four AAs on Lesnar, had him in the STF multiple times. Uh, you know, covered him, and then and then Rollins interfered, and yeah, the whole the whole schmaz and everything. Of course, Ambrose uh, returned earlier in the night. Uh, we had Nikki Bella, AJ Lee, and Paige for the Divas Championship. Very good triple threat match. Good Surprisingly, match. no interference from Brie Bella. She even cut a promo. You know, not even trying to insult her sister, just saying, you know, strange. strange. She's like, yo, my sister's kind of like karma. It's a bitch. It's like, what? It, it was just a bad Skinamax level acting promo. I love Brie Bella. She's a sweetheart, but this just, she's, they need to give her she some She did have the dialogue. Daniel Bryan flannel shirt, though, which was kind of cool. She did have the Daniel Bryan flannel shirt. That was, maybe it was Daniel Bryan's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a good match. So they, they went back and forth. A lot of near falls. They even had a Tower of Doom spot with where, yes. uh, where, uh, I think it was, yeah, Paige went for the superplex and Nikki Bella powerbombed them. However, I don't know if you heard this. I audibly I heard heard, pa- heard Paige going, "Ready, ready." I heard something, and I wasn't sure what I, I heard. I heard her going. Yeah. I heard her going, "Oh sh!" And then she went, "Ready, ready." Well, put it this way: that was bad, but not to get off track. But you remember? I don't know if you remember the uh, the Ken Shamrock one back in the day. I do not. He. It was check. It's probably the December pay per view from ninety eight, ninety nine. Whenever he had Ryan Shamrock there. Mm-hmm. She does something. He's on the outside, and you—you—it's clear as day. Obviously, he like looks right into the camera and goes, "Slap me!" <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, you, I think it's got to be on one of the pay-per-views, like Armageddon or something. If you can watch it, it's, it's you, just YouTube it. Oh my god! Right. Horrible. But anyway, it that Divas match was a good match, and like I said, I think Nikki Bella and look, I, say what you want, Fred. I know you're gonna have a comment, but she actually performed. No, uh, hey, hang on, uh, hang on. I think the Bella Twins have actually gotten a lot better than people give them credit for. I just think they're given crap to work with. I think they are. I think as women's wrestlers, they've gotten perfectly I fine. Think. I think they've gotten like perfectly fine. I actually like Brie Bella a lot, and Nikki Bella's not bad. People I think like, Nikki held her own very well. Tonight, absolutely, I do, and I, I'm glad they gave him time. And this was put in the death slot after that great Orton Jericho match, after you know all the other matches, and those you know, those ladies tore it up. And finish came. When AJ Lee locked the Black Widow in, Paige tried to escape it. She couldn't. She had to tap that ass, literally. She had to tap the ass and, and, and tap out. AJ Lee got the win. This feud will continue. Hey, if they feud for 10 years, I don't care. Better than the crap we got with the Divas a couple years back. I will say this, though. Hopefully, 
if they are planning on debuting Charlotte before the year is over on the main roster, she ends up uh, be going through everybody first before she gets to AJ Lee. I, don't, I, I think whoever's the next big diva call-up shouldn't go right after AJ Lee because then yeah. it doesn't build to anything. You know what I mean? I'd rather see like a, a great athlete like Charlotte, who's a lot bigger than all the other divas, run through all of them before getting to AJ Lee. Yeah, but you don't want to do the uh, other company what they're currently trying to. Kind yeah, of do. well, no offense That's to Jessica easy. Havoc, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Charlotte is freaking awesome. No, and Charlotte in one year of wrestling, okay, or, or barely year, whatever how long she's been, been has long. already more of the total package on what makes a star than most women have been in this business. At least that have had runs in WWE as of late. I mean, she's better than Kelly Kelly. She's better than Rosa Mendes. She's better than. Um, She's, I mean, as far as like active divas, as far as active divas, she's, she's care. I mean, she just carries herself like a star and I love AJ Lee and she's got a great appeal, but you look at Charlotte and she looks like you will whoop your ass. You know what I mean? AJ Lee skips, Charlotte whoops your ass. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we had an excellent U.S. title match. Excellent U.S. title match with Cesaro and Sheamus. It was like a strong style finish from Japanese pro wrestling. I mean, Sheamus was getting slapped. Yo, upper, yo, get, taking form shivers in the corner and everything. And Sheamus just like, come on, come on. Yeah. And, 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 and Cesaro keeps hitting him, keeps hitting him. And then Cesaro just like gets cocky, eats a bro kick out of nowhere. One, two, three. The only, only complaint I have. What did I, where the hell does Cesaro go from here? I think he stays in the feud. I hope they keep feuding. I hope they keep feuding. This is one of the best WWE matches of the year. If, I, th- I, I think if, both guys elevated each other if if WWE's willing to push him. But I if, think you already know what we're no. going to get with Sheamus. Yeah, you know I mean, we still don't have that tap potential of Cesaro yet. I don't want to see this feud, though, on main event, on SmackDown, on no. Raw for the next two weeks. Do it one more time, maybe, fine, on Raw, probably tomorrow night, then do it again on the pay-per-view. I, I just want Cesaro. I know the U.S. title sucks. And it weighs everybody down as far as like position goes. But I just hope Cesaro walks out the champion. I mean, more credit than the Intercontinental title, right? Yeah. Now. Oh my God. So we had the Intercontinental title match between Ziggler and Miz. Their stunt doubles were uh, accompanying Florida Georgia Line sitting at ringside. Yes, yeah, some commentary. They confirmed they are a part of tribute to the troops. Okay, which is cool. I thought they were perfectly fine. I mean, they weren't. You know what I mean? It was a comedy I, match. It's not like they they were they were harmless. And honestly, they had more input than some of these other celebs. That just kind of like okay. Okay. Well, at least they look like guys who could. Well, the one I forget the one guy's name, and I'm a country fan, but the guy with the tank top at least looks like he could kind of do something. And you know what? They but they the were they seemed enthusiastic impressive. to be there. Like it wasn't yeah. just like okay, I got paid, I'm here. Like they were they were well, chill. They were they were very. They were there last time in Nashville, and they performed. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't listen to their music, but you know, I I had no problem with the way they conducted themselves. Uh, Damien Mistel got in their face. Both of them pushed Sandow, so it's not that bad. They didn't make it look no, that they, bad. They tried to punch him. It wasn't a push. They actually tried to punch. Did him. Did they really? The one guy did. The other guy more pushed him, but yeah, yeah it was, that was, it was weak. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Sandow sold it. I was uh, confused on who uh, who the actual uh, Dolph Ziggler was the whole time. Yeah, I know. Our Ziggler attacked Sandow. They brawled to the back. Um, they had a few near falls. It was also a pretty good match. And then Mizdow came back, distracted Ziggler. Miz rolled him up, got the tights. Miz is the new Intercontinental Champion. They're just trading this title back and forth. At least at this point, they're admitting it's the jobber title. Mm, which so, is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame, but oh well. Hey, maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a, a the poor man's DiBiase Virgil feud, or maybe the rich man's DiBiase Virgil feud oh, with Miz versus Sandow. Hey, if Sandow if Sandow's holding some gold and he's on TV every week, 
Hey, I'm least... happy for my Lebanese brother from another mother. When is the last time? Let's go back in history, and I challenge anybody listening right now to find the last time both R Truth and Damian Sandow were on a pay per view together. I don't. I didn't even say they had to be wrestling. Just tell me. Yeah, I know. Review was. I know. I know. Yeah, it's it's so true. So give him credit there. Hey, true that. And uh, hey, give a Sandow credit. At least he got the Miz's moves down. Yeah. Know? Oh my God, he got everything down. He's great. We had a tag team title match to open up the show. Usos and the Dust Brothers. Good match. Really good match. I just. It's been done too many times. No, no, no. It's not even. Well, besides that, not even yeah. that. I thought that was fine because they were actually given real time to work with, and the crowd was hot for it. I think the Wyatt family should have been the ones to take the tag titles from the Usos. Because at yeah. least, like, even with the Wyatt family being marginalized, at least they'd have, like, something to, to you know, hold on to. Something, like, to keep them relevant. And they weren't even on this pay-per-view. They already even mentioned the Dust Brothers actually got the win. Look, I'm happy for Cody Rhodes and Gold Dust. Especially Gold Dust. What an amazing comeback story, if you really think about it. It's been exactly a year since he's come back. How yeah. spectacular has he been? I mean, just... I got nothing bad to say about Dustin Rhodes. He's been yeah, awesome. He's, and look, he was doing what? What the the flip on the off the apron? He flying senton, yeah. Yeah, I mean he he can go. And he, you know, and the thing is about him, he's still young, relatively. Yeah, I mean you don't realize how young he really is still. Yeah, that that is true. That but is he true. should be comeback of the year by far. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did we miss anything else? I mean, Orton beat Jericho in a great match. Again, the finish was a little contrived with Jericho waiting at the top, but you know. It was a great match, nonetheless. And Ambrose came back. Ambrose there was came nothing ba- different. Oh, 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 Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I gotta, you know what, Scott? I got to let you recap this because I don't Mark Henry. No, you, you know, you need to recap this because Mark Henry let down our country. I'm just getting really emotional right now. I, mean, I saw Mark Henry cry during the national anthem. Which was sung by Lillian Garcia. Well, no, for, um, back up. They show a backstage interview or vignette, whatever, and the big show gives Mark Henry a new singlet, which is decked out in American colors, uh, well, and black, which is kind of odd. Him and Rusev actually kind of matched, which a little weird. Uh, <laughs> he comes out, gets uh, Lillian, does the national anthem. Henry breaks down in tears, which I think is what hurt him in, in the long run. He was breaking down, crying, doing the anthem, and I think you know some sweat got into his eye and it burned like hell. Um, Rusev came out. Rusev won the match. Henry tapped out out of all things. Um, Vladimir Putin, from what I understand, popped up a couple bottles of champagne tonight. And I tell you what, if he ever wanted to get on like the good side of the world, he should just come out on Raw one night, literally, and just like beat up Rusev. (laughs) But anyway, um, so yeah, Mark Henry, unfortunately now has let down the, the U S I think tomorrow might be a national day of mourning. Um, Scott, I don't know if I could continue. I, very sad. I oh. feel bad for Jack Swagger, believe it or not, because he was more of a real American and got none of the, the, the hype that Mark Henry got. Just very sad. I mean, I, I think, you know what? Let's put, let's be honest here. I think, I think the Russians just, just have us, man. I, I don't know. I think we need a hero like John Cena maybe to step up and do something. Just give me a second, man. I'm trying, I think, trying. I think we should all take a take a moment here. Yeah, yeah. Just can we have like a moment of silence, please? Moment for, of silence. For just mark moment of silence. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> hey, hang on, hang on. Oh. Why, Mark? All right, all right. Hope he doesn't watch this because he'll whip our ass. I know. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I had to shed a few tears for the the world's strongest loser. 
<laughs> but in, in all seriousness, though, I think Jack Swagger should be pissed because Mark Henry got the anthem and got everything else. Um, it, well, Mark Henry's not. Well, Mark Henry's not racist and doesn't hate immigrants. So, oh, uh, sure. I, I think Mark Henry tapping out was horrible. I think I do too. I think he should have. Like, how does Jack Swagger get more protected than Mark Henry, who's, who's proven he could draw money before? That makes no sense. And the crowd was so behind Henry. That's the shame of it. Honestly, I think even now there's more money in Henry winning this match. Rusev yeah. going to Russia, Mother Russia, for like a month or two, training so and coming back stronger, and then challenging Cena. Oh. God, could you imagine them doing a Rusev training video in Russia? Dude, oh, that, that would be. It would be Dolph Lundgren. Oh. Dude, that would be. Dude, if he, if they were able to get him and Fedor in the same room, oh my God, that would have been amazing. But yeah. Oh no, I just had a thought. Oh. Uh. Let, let's do some spoiling here. The rumor is that the next feud Rusev is going to be in is with John Cena, correct? Uh, that's the rumor, but it might be around WrestleMania time. We'll see, because right. they're continuing well, this feud. Let's hope it's not because can you imagine that they're going to do some horrible Rocky Four montage with Cena and Rusev? You know that, right? You know they will. Oh, God. All right. Well, let's go to the comments. There's a ton of people commenting. This is a live chat. Mr. Racer1029 is trolling us about Randy Orton. says, typical WWE booking. Cena dominates Lesnar in this match. How many AAs did, Les- did Cena hit? Like five? Actually, it was like four. He goes, Randy is the best and nobody can stop the Viper. Okay, Zip Away says, hey, Scott, is Ray Rice Adrian Peterson? Oh, my God. Stop, Zip, stop with the show. What did he say? Hold on. He's asking if Adrian Peterson and Ray Rice are going to money at Raw. That's tasteless, dude. Don't do that. That's not funny. That's not funny. fantasy team. That's not funny. Okay, Uh, Marcus Ryan says, not having Bray Wyatt in a pay-per-view is a crime. HB Goose says, hey, Mr. Racer, Orton sucks, and screw you. No, Orton, look, I tell you what. Orton, to me, can still put on a match, even though he, he needs to take some time off. Cena, I don't care what anybody says, anybody says, the guy can work his butt off. Say what you want about him not having any moves and five moves of doom. The guy always takes a butt whip in. He always is there. And let's be honest, we didn't mention this. He actually powered uh, Brock Lesnar up out of the Kimura and threw him into the turnbuckle twice. He did. He's a, so, he's a, strong, he's a strong baby say boy. Say what you want, but the guy can, can you know, put on something. He has a, yeah, he puts on great matches, but we need a new top guy. That is true. All right, uh, okay, Tyler Lincoln, screw WWE for making me think Rollins is going to cash in. Okay, uh, Jeremy Bauer says, I definitely see Seth versus Dean at Hell in a Cell and Brock versus Cena at Hell in a Cell. Honestly, I would rather see, I mean, I would love to see Dean versus Seth, but I think it might make more sense to do the Fatal 4-Way as much as I hate multi-man match. I'll say this, if they plan on taking the title from Lesnar, it would make more sense to do a multi-man match, even though I don't the like title change. I think is the way they're gonna go. they're gonna have to go. And it makes more sense because you know what? I think see, I think uh, Ambrose and Rollins get the rub from working with Cena and Lesnar too. Yep. And what it tests the water. And it tests the waters with both guys and teases something bigger to come for them. Come like after WrestleMania 31. If Ambrose, if they have a triple threat match, and Ambrose is not in that match at Hell in a Cell, that will have another finish just like we saw tonight because Ambrose will ruin it and that will not be good either so uh, yeah so they might as well just book him in the match and I, I, Ox, Ambrose can yeah it. and honestly the, the longer you, you take to maybe build up the eventual Rollins-Ambrose match the better but I, I wouldn't keep him away too far, too long maybe do it at Survivor Series you know what I mean that might work who knows yeah. we'll, we'll see we'll see I, th- I think Ambrose and Rollins non-title or even for the Money in the Bank briefcase or whatever should be a pay-per-view main event like yeah. uh, on its own well, on its own not overshadowed by anybody. Let me ask you: Do you think that we saw a potential Lesnar kind of face turn tonight with Rollins trying to cash in on him, or is that just a, no. a thing? 
No, I think it's just a thing. Because let's be honest, Heyman has the crowd behind him. Lesnar kind of has the crowd behind him. And Rollins is the heel. No, I don't 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 think so. I think it's just cheered him by the fall, but I don't don't think so. Yeah. I'll see. Mr. Manpreet says Mark Henry versus Bo Dallas a few times. Oh, God. Wait, somebody said Bo Bo Dallas? I feel bad for for Bo. The The guy actually got over with that stupid gimmick. And and then they just job him out, and then and then so Swagger beats him right clean on Raw, and Rosa didn't see SmackDown. He loses on SmackDown. Swagger loses. Swagger man. loses. It's, yeah, it's, it's, to Bo Dallas. Yeah, stupid even Steven. Jay Brandon asks us, will Sting be on Raw tomorrow? Still no, he's teasing. I think something either for the video game or his DVD or both. Cheese well, and cracker. The, the video game is going to happen on Raw. They're going to do something with it. I so. think they're going to announce the NXT, the Next Generation, with the NXT guys on there. Because uh, Jeremy Bowers already sent us a few screen at Jeremy eight nine one one on Twitter. Actually, sent me a few screenshots. Keep in mind, though, it's like a little weird what they're doing with the video game. Okay, they're releasing. The 360 and PS3 versions, I think on the 28th or 29th, one of those dates. And then a couple weeks later, they're releasing it on next gen. That makes no sense. That makes like, I mean, that makes no sense. At the very least, why don't you release the next gen first? I love that. It's, that's weird because they put the release date on the, on the graphic when they showed the Sting trailer on the pay-per-view. And it's, I think it's like October 28th, 29th, whatever. But it's not for next gen. And I guarantee you a majority of the people that are probably watching that play video games, I could be wrong, okay? I'm not saying they don't necessarily own a 360, but I would imagine they probably own a PS4 and or Xbox One. Very weird. Very weird. Probably going to lead a lot of confusion if you ask me. Especially because the bet, the quote-unquote better version, the nicer looking version, the you know the next-gen version, it's going to be two weeks later. So we'll see. Okay, Steven Steven Shaw has a great comment. Uh, The Team Rollins, Team Rambrose, and Survivor Series. I I could see it. Yeah, I like that too. I dig it. Uh, Mystic1410, Cena never loses. He is beaten, but there's never an actual loss that gets to him. Yeah, I know, but there's never one that actually gets to him as far as him going away for a while. That is true. Uh, That is true. Unless he's injured. Yeah, yeah. and then he comes back two months later from a freaking torn tricep. Got a good doctor. Yeah, Jay Brandon. The Orange Jericho match was fine, but it didn't need to exist. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, son. Loso, if you didn't know so, the question has been answered. Mark Henry is still the world's strongest jobber. Damn. Well, oh, yeah, but it reminds me. The uh, the proposed Bobby Lashley, uh, Brock Lesnar, and the Sweat in a Cup match, I think Mark Henry should referee that. Oh, God, yeah. It's a sweating contest? Yeah, those guys would <laughs> God. sweat. Those guys would sweat buckets. Okay, let's see. Jay Brandon also says, Goldust can hit a Panama sunrise flawlessly. you damn right. Brian Lindsley points out to us that Goldust is 45 years old. I thought he was 44, yeah. 44. Either way, that's still impressive. My God, 40, 45. You know what's crazy? He's been wrestling since, what, the late late 80s. And, you know, it seems like he's been around forever. And this is a guy that had his fair share of demons and every – God bless him. God bless that guy, man. Nice. By the way, if you're enjoying this video, we're about to take some Skype calls. Please feel free to like it. Please feel free to share this with all your friends. Again, pardon my voice. I only talked for three and a half hours uh, doing some commentary of some really awesome matches and some questionable booking at the end. All right, let's go to Tyler Lincoln here, who's trying to call in. Let's add him to this conversation. Tyler Lincoln, you're on the air. What did you think about the finish tonight of Champions? I hate WWE so much. 
for the finish. I they tempted me with Seth and they didn't. I hate them so much. So you wanted to see Seth Rollins walk out with the title, or you just wanted to see a finish? I wanted to see a finish more than anything, but if Cena had won, then yeah, I wanted to see Rollins walk out with the title. True. I mean, I guess the saving grace for certain fans is that Cena is still not champion. Brock yeah. is still champion. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Brock is the real, most realistic thing going on in wrestling today, the most believable thing in, in wrestling today. Uh, Bobby Lashley to a smaller extent in TNA, but then they took the title off of him, which makes no yeah, sense. Spoiler alert. November on TV. Spoiler alert, yeah. For all we know, maybe they'll just rewrite the show and just change their minds and edit that match <laughs> off. I don't know. Make it, it part of it TNA. It sounds like a TNA thing. They're taping until December, and they have a, their major pay-per-view in October. Go figure. Moving and apparently on. they can't even defend their titles at Bound for Glory because you know the, the Japanese, they take, the, they take their wrestling seriously, which I wish they would do here. And you can't just you can't fool the Japanese fans. You know what I mean you can't have Bobby Lashley go to Bound for Glory and defend the title that he already lost. Oh, also, I when I talked to Bobby Lashley off the air, he did tell me that he it does not know if he's booked for Bound for Glory. I'm guessing because he's fighting on October 24th. He revealed that to me. His ex Bellator fights October 24th on no, Spike right. TV. He's yeah, no way is he. About, when's Bound for Glory? The week before, I believe. So yeah, he's gonna be in training Been camp. Yeah, he's gonna. Be, no, that's not happening. Yeah, Hell no. He that that's that's definitely not happening. Well, Tyler, we really appreciate the call, man. Gotta let you go. Thanks so much for the call. Let's add Jay Snipes on, who tried to come in before. Jay Snipes. What's, How you doing? What's going on, man? I'm oh, cool, man. How are you? Ah, doing doing quite well. Uh, the the finish at the end was a little uh, a little dusty roads ish. <laughs> if you ask me, but you know, I thought it was a good way to, to set up Hell in a Cell. Still, though, I think given the fact it's still technically a pay per view, you want to give people a finish that's not worth nine ninety nine, but fifty four ninety nine. Right, here's my question though: How did John Cena still become the winner of that match? Seth because Rollins attacked John Cena, so technically, technically, Brock Lesnar should have won that. No, 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 no. But if you attack a guy, like say we're re- say we're wrestling. And Scott jumps in in his ugly Jets jersey, and he bitch slaps me in the face. That would mean I technically win because I via disqualification. It's kind of like not if I bitch slap you, you ain't gonna win. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean that's just the rule. I mean, I guess it's the same thing. If like I I don't think it's ever happened in MMA. I mean, I'd have to ask like MMA Encyclopedia or a few other guys I know, but um, or like Paul Lazenby. But it's like if um George St. Pierre was fighting uh, Josh Koscheck, and Greg Jackson comes in and kicks Josh Koscheck in the balls. I would think that would be, oh, actually no, that would just be a no contest then. You know, no, that, uh, that, that, you, know, you do have a point. If you're bringing up a real sports perspective though, you have a point. Yeah, yeah, that, that was just kind of how I looked at it. I mean, it was inevitable that was going to happen anyway because we're definitely getting a Brock and Cena free ahead of us. So that's just without a doubt that's going to happen because they need to push that. But um, the whole the whole of the pay per view was it was all right. The Divas match was especially good for a change. Yeah. Um, but um, you lot was talking earlier on about um, Dean Ambrose and um, how over he was. And I really think that they will put the belt on, on Dean Ambrose first. And I think, I think they have to because he's getting over. Like, if you compare him to Daniel Bryan, I think, and this is, this is not going to be popular, 
Daniel Bryan was a forcer of the fans. He was forcing the yes chance and everybody. Where Dean Ambrose doesn't care. He's not bothered about the fans. He wants to come in and he wants to smash them with his face in. And I think that's what gets him over a little bit more. Instead of him be, instead of him forcing himself on the crowd, he's just coming out and being a badass. That is true. That's- but you know, Daniel Bryan was also kind of given that yes gimmick. And you got and you got to think and you got to think about it too. Like in a way, actually, you're you're kind you're, you're kind of right in a sense. I mean, but Daniel Bryan too. It's not like he he went on Twitter like Zack Ryder said, "Get me on Raw, get me in main events." Fans just kind of rallied behind him, and I think, like you're saying, I think the fact that Dean Ambrose doesn't even play to the crowd actually yeah. works in his favor because it's natural. It it's, 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 it's a poor man, Stone Cold Steve Austin, really. Yeah, yeah, but it's the new generations of fans are the ones that are like, "I want now." Where as 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 an old school wrestling fan, that's why we that's why we like Stone Cold Steve um, so much because he didn't care. He didn't force himself on the crowd. He just came in and he says, "Right, I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to be real. I just want to." Smack, I just want to smash somebody's face in, kick somebody's ass, and if you like it, then you like it. If you don't, then I don't care because I'm going to kick somebody's ass anyway, regardless. Yes, and that's, that, d- and that's pretty much what Dean Ambrose. That's why. That's why Dean Ambrose gets over. I mean, how often does he get the mic and start, you know, talking a load of crap? Very rarely because he doesn't want to. He can't be bothered. If you ask him a question, he'll answer it. But I've got to go out here and beat somebody's ass if you don't mind. He's and I think, yeah, yeah. And I, go ahead. And I think that's why, and I do think that's why he's over a lot more. And you know, Seth. Steph's all right, but I still don't think Steph's got... Steph needs a good year or so before we can really start pushing him up. You know what I think? I think the problem is they didn't capitalize... Fa- it's funny because he did get the money in the bank, so how could they have not capitalized fast enough? I think yeah. had they made him champion that time when the title was vacated, right mm-hmm. after that hot shield angle, and they gave yeah. him the title, I think that would have really kind of given him a ton of momentum. But I think right now, it's not that he doesn't have momentum. It's not that he's not a great worker. It's not that he's not technically already in the main event mix. It's just, you know, I mean, you look again, just Brock's done such a great job. And to their credit, they've done a pretty great job recently of building up Brock. It's just like you go from Brock to Seth. Yeah, you can't do that. that now they've got Brock. They need to keep Brock. I, did, I was saying this on Twitter earlier on. Now they've got Brock. He's a realistic champion. He doesn't need to be on Raw every week. Brock is that, and he's already said it. I'm a, I'm a main eventer. I'm a pay per view. People pay to see me, and I think as a champion, that's how we should be booked. You can't go back now and like put Roman Reigns in his place because everyone's talking about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which I personally think is stupid. He, Roman Reigns is not strong enough to carry the company yet. He's terrible on the mic. Have you ever noticed that they only pretty much give him thirty seconds of backstage talking time because he's not good on the mic. You know, some people have that characteristic and that charisma to pull it off. Like, you know, like, I don't want to say the wrong, but I might as well say it. They just gave him a mic and go, do you know what? Do what you're doing because you're going to entertain the crowd. And Roman Reigns just can't do that yet. He's, he's good in the ring, but he's not. He's not He's, he's not, not there yet. I think he could be the one of the top guys. First started. No, he wasn't. But he still had charisma, though. And you saw the <laughs> potential of charisma in him from back in the day. You know when he first when he first when he first entered the WWE when he first came in and he first debuted his smile how he carried himself his swagger you knew that okay let's see well, he and, had the the package with him you know he had the yeah. build up he had the third generation so it's a little different and there was no there was no um, development back then either so it was purely on your own personality and that just kind of how you carried yourself whereas now you think with there being development and development and people trying to work backstage you'd expect the talent to just be a little bit better right but you also but you know what though he may have also been called up. i mean at the honestly he was called up at the right time it's just not uh, here's the thing i think you and i would be having a different conversation if they built, if they if they delayed the shield breakup, it's about timing too. Yeah. If you yeah. did, like, think about the evolution breakup with Batista. Think about how different it would be had they done it 
in the summer or in November of 2004 as opposed to January 2005. Think yeah, about, right. you know what I mean, between the subtlety. Actually, I mean, honestly, I don't think Batista even technically picked. No, he didn't pick to fight Triple H till February 2005, man. Maybe like barely yeah. two months before WrestleMania. But they kept slowly building it up. And I think that's a problem. It's like, I think WWE has a, a guy in Roman Reigns that can be the top star. Maybe the top guy. Maybe one of the top guys. But the way they built him up was just, it's too fast. He didn't yeah. show enough vulnerability. You know what I mean? It's, it's like they either go too much in one direction or too little in another direction. It's never in between. And I feel like Dean Ambrose, like you were talking about, Dean Ambrose just has that that balance. He has emotion, but he's a tough yeah. son of a bitch. And he's Definitely. a guy that just, you know, he doesn't necessarily play to the crowd, but he, but you know, the crowd's behind him and he's technically a baby face and just, yeah. I, I, I think again, and I think you'll appreciate this comparison. I think it really is like the Luger Brett deal. And I've heard a lot of people bring yeah, this yeah. up too. I'm not the only one where it's like, I, I don't think fans hate Roman Reigns. I don't think the fans hate him at all. I personally don't hate him, but they I just, think, or, or the character, but I think, Fans just like Ambrose more. And I think when you look at it, especially in this era, all right, Ambrose is just better in every facet of professional wrestling right now than Roman Reigns. And if you're looking to make that next guy, he's your guy. I, th- I really do think uh, he's your guy. But Jay Stuyvesant, I want to thank you so much for the call. Thank you so Not much for the support. Have hey, a good yeah. one, man. Hey, Fred, let me ask you a question. Yes. Nowadays with WWE, do you think it's the fans or either the kids that want to see Cena or more the true wrestling fan, not just the casual fan. Which do you, do you agree with that? That you have more true like true fans, not just people who are going and be like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I, th- I think. What do you mean? You mean they're more vocal like, or like not more vocal, but that understand more, like understand more with the independents, understand different people. I just think. I just think whether people realize it or not, maybe maybe it's uh, maybe it's like so. Uh, here's the thing. Well, a lot of people can say work great, all this stuff, blah, blah, doesn't matter. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's about how you sell a match. If you can talk these people into the building, if you get them interested, if you have this aura about you, right? And right. I feel like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and the Shield as well, okay, as a collective. The Shield, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, whether people realize it or not subconsciously, I think in the eyes of fans, okay, they've raised their standards okay. on match quality. They've raised their standards and what they expect in a big match. And you look at a guy like John Cena, he's not the best worker, but the guy can raise his game to the level of whoever he's facing. Or sometimes raise the other guy's game, you know, like case in point, Damian Sandow. You know, well, and, and, you, and you got a guy like uh, like a CM Punk. I mean, CM Punk can have a great match with almost anybody. You got Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan can have a great match with almost anybody. You have the Shield. I mean, I can't recall the Shield ever having one bad match, okay? So, so to go from John Cena, I know John Cena is whatever. I know his character has a lot of flaws and at times can suck. Okay, but John Cena more often than not has delivered in big matches, whereas Roman Reigns, at the end of the day, Roman Reigns hasn't proven much. And I know the whole thing with Batista back in the day, and it's not like Batista really proved himself in singles. But Batista was getting these reactions to me that I was like, I'm not, I don't think Roman Reigns is getting those type of reactions. You know, prior to going out, I really don't. Like, I got all about you. Like, it's more like it's more he indifference was, than anything. Then, yeah, he was yeah. getting he was getting them when he was doing the getting the hot tags and all that stuff. But it so as a sing on. as a singles guy, like well, crowds have reacted to him. Product. Crowds have reacted to him, but it's not the same thing like Batista. It's not. Could it have been had they delayed the Shield heel turn to say like later this year? Yeah, I think so. 
It, but timing's everything. And at the end of the day, I think they pushed him too hard at the wrong time. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. But again, if the crowd wasn't feeling Roman Reigns right now, or maybe, I don't say feeling him, but indifferent. It's starting to stay alone. I'm a little I don't know if him coming back and winning the Royal Rumble is going to do him any favors. Mm-hmm. I know it'll do him a favor since it'll give him some momentum. But like, like I said, like even if he wins the title at WrestleMania, it's a big pop and he's popular and all this stuff like that. Uh, depending on who he's working with, man, it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, he has enough guys that can make him look good, but still, again, the limitations on the mic. He's improved in the ring, but he needs to improve more. I, I just think when you have a guy that's that much better, that is just as over, if not more over, you. I mean, the logic dictates you go with that guy. I mean, it's not about nice guys. It's like what, what's his name? Clint Eastwood once said this in a movie. I think it was Unforgiven. Deserves got nothing to do with this, right? About the guy that can make you the most money. Right. And I think Ambrose has the potential to make you the most money. Uh, some of the comments here. Drunken Bastard Entertainment. Uh, okay, well, that's the, I'm not going to read that comment. Yeah. Olay, Sammy Olay. To be honest, the group that raised the standard of match quality was when Eddie Guerrero was in the main event. That, too, to an extent. But, you know, that was the brand split. That was, that was a different time. Uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. But it's really, again, as far as, like, consistently really good matches on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, yeah, Eddie Guerrero, you know, the SmackDown 6 way back in the day. But remember, that's a decade ago. You know what I mean? It's been, been, it's been, it's been, a, long, it's been a long time. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Shield, those guys did raise the match quality standard. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm banning this bum right here. Okay. See ya, buddy. All right, Matt's the gamer. Do you do realize that you just said what? Oh no. Nope. Okay, damn. All right, we're reading the wrong comments here. Holy crap! Well, you know uh, what? Let's let's go to let, you know, let's go to, let's go to Manpreet to save this damn show because apparently somebody's oh, trolling in the comments. Manpreet, why are you calling again, dude? Um, because I want to tell everybody that Randy Orton is the best and he won. He did win. He did win. In the best match of the night. Hey, you know what else I gotta tell you, Manpreet? I think I just clicked the button. Oh, sorry, we lost we lost Manpreet there. Oops. Not about him. Oh, poor poor guy. Oh, Matt's, real quick, Fred. Yeah, I was with. I had asked you that question because Jay had mentioned about Ambrose. I think a lot of with Ambrose also the crowd is behind him is because they know who he was. You know, back in the Indies, and he had that hype coming in, and it was when is he gonna come in? Now they, you know, then he came in, he debuted, and he was with the Shield, and people were kind of waiting for him to break out. Remember, he had that like that mini type of feud with Mick Foley on on Twitter before he even debuted. So he people knew about him. So now that I think he's kind of breaking out and he's not in the main event, I think people are even getting that much more behind him for that reason. And that's I, why I had asked you about the casual wrestling fan to the knowledgeable one. I got, I got you. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Ambrose resonates with all of them, man. I think he's yeah. just you need something real. There's nothing wrong with having a John Cena, but I think the problem and for a lot of years has been not enough balance. But maybe he can be the guy who doesn't have to be the main eventer, and he can be the mid card guy who 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 is that that one guy who you know who can. About he's mid card. I mean, listen, at the very least, the at the guy. very least, I think he could replace CM Punk as far as like right. that. You know, without no, I mean, he's one of the top guys, not the guy. But I think honestly, he's got the potential to be the guy right now. And I, again, you know, you could say he CM Punk's better than John Cena or whatever, but John Cena's at least proven he could draw money. And be the top guy, you know what I'm saying? Whereas Ambrose and Reigns, I mean, look, man, at the end of the day, both still got a lot to prove uh, as far as who could be the top guy. But you know, I'm going to give uh, Ambrose a shot. Justin, reside, you're on the air, man. What is on your mind tonight? I'm good, man. It's just holy crap, this Night of Champions was mixed. Whoa. 
Well, I thought I thought from top to bottom in ring it was pretty damn good, but yeah, yeah uh, some some good, of the finishes were a little like, awkward. Yeah, it's like the I was hearing your Cena Brock Lesnar match, and then all of a sudden Rollins comes in with a whack of the head on John Cena, and a cash in. I thought it, yeah, he, you know he's gonna cash it in, cash it in, but then all of a sudden, whoa, we didn't have a cash in. Yeah, I didn't like the fact there wasn't a finish. I think when it's a pay per view, even if it's only nine ninety nine, <laughs> you gotta give fans a, a finish I'm that's. Yeah. yeah, ten dollars yeah. if you round up. I, yeah, I, I think you got to give fans a real finish. I, I really yeah, do. Now look, it was still exciting. It was still, you know, what I mean, like holy crap, like adrenaline pumping. Yeah, but the fans in uh, what is that? The Bridgestone Arena, right, uh, Scott? The Bridgestone yes. Arena, Nashville. Yep. Nashville. Yep. Yeah, they were getting their money's worth tonight. Yeah, but if I paid all that money, I would want to see a finish. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I understand that it was a great like cliffhanger. Like, oh crap, maybe violence is going to do it, but it ain't raw. Yeah, it no, ain't SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 still it's a pay per view. It's pay per view. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you want, like, you know what they could have done, okay, was maybe do something where um, Rollins finds a way to cost Cena the match, like having Cena get pinned again or something. Whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Have Cena get hit by Rollins. Referee doesn't see it. Like you know, Rollins is his sneaky, agile self. Brock pins him, but like barely pins him. Like Brock's still like passed out. And then Rollins comes out, you know, comes out from under the After ring or whatever, match. and cashes in. And then at least you have a finish. And at least you could say, you know what, Cena had the match won, and Rollins interfered, and blah blah blah. And then you could set up Hell in a Cell, as yeah, opposed you to set up Hell in a Cell. Where's yeah. Hell in a Cell this year? Exactly. At least they have a Hell. At least they have one. It? At least they have two Hell in a Cell matches that actually are meant yeah, for Hell in a Cell, that? not just like, hey, um, we happen to have a Hell in a Cell match, so uh, well, yeah, you, you guys just have, uh, have some beef. Year? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have some heat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, man. Well, we appreciate the call. Thanks so much, brother. This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News here with Scott Anderson to recap the WWE Night of Champions 2015 pay per view, September 20th, 2015. We are here to recap the pay per view from top to bottom, and we are here to take your questions and complaints and compliments live on the air if you've been here before you know the deal please feel free to like this podcast share with all your friends don't forget to subscribe and if you're brand new here hopefully you will stick around scott we just witnessed a pretty eventful night of champions pay-per-view with a pretty interesting ending however (laughs) based on our brief conversation off air it sounds like you are not going to stick around why is that I'm like Stewie Griffin after he had his first soda. <laughs> oh, now I'm just sad. <laughs> That's the only way to put it. I was all excited. I was waiting to see Sting win the title, and he lost. Okay, it sucks, but it was clean. And, and in the end, I, I guess we knew it was coming. Sort. I mean, we knew Sheamus was coming out. Uh, Kane, okay, whatever, I guess. I mean, you know, we, we got to see Sting in a main event and Kane come out in a main event. So I guess somehow I went back in time and it's 1998. So that's cool. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I guess it doesn't matter. I tweeted out a couple minutes ago before uh, we went live that it, it really doesn't matter. Kane versus Seth Rollins because in reality, Helena sells all about Taker Lesnar. So yeah, and and there you go. Uh, the, we already oh, have spoiler. Not really. <laughs> we already have a main event for Helena Cell on October twenty fifth. It is Brock Lesnar versus the Undertaker. Not at WrestleMania. 
Not at Survivor Series. Not at Royal Rumble. At Hell in a Cell. What a bizarre move. I mean, that, that, and to me, like, look, there, there was a part of me at one point before SummerSlam where I was like, I definitely don't want to see Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker again, no matter what pay-per-view it is. Then those guys, besides the, the ending, had a spectacular match, and I said, I would love to see this at WrestleMania. Because creatively speaking, who's the better opponent for Brock Lesnar WrestleMania time right now? I mean, presently, right now, who's hot enough to take on Brock Lesnar and have an epic feud with him leading up to an epic match at WrestleMania. I mean, we've already seen the John Cena deal a bunch of times. I do not want to see another match with Triple H. Uh, Daniel Bryan, who the hell knows what's going to happen with his career. Randy Orton, well, it would be cool to see a Randy Orton-Brock Lesnar match. It's not exactly, you know, must-see TV to a lot Um. of people. So, I mean, who else is there? I mean, Seth Rollins, where you saw Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins I, match, and I, Rollins practically I, got killed. Roman Reigns versus Brock would be cool, but it depends on what they'd want to do. I don't know. I, I have one, but I don't know how they would do it, and it would be Bray Wyatt. It, That's all I can come was, up with. If it was Bray Wyatt a year and a half ago, I'd say yeah. It, or, well, or, or Bray Wyatt a couple years ago, yeah. Now? Ugh. <laughs> I, I mean, see Bray are you going to see Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe? I mean, really? You know, like, who is there? You no know, offense you, you, to Samoa Joe. I like the guy. I want to see him, you know, on the main roster and see him in Mania. You know what? You could do a Brock versus a, a babyface Brock versus a heel Roman Reigns. You know, to be honest, and, and we'll get to it. Well, we'll get to that in a few minutes. I thought that was going to happen tonight, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it's interesting. But yeah, Undertaker and Brock Lesnar on a B pay per view Hell in a Cell. Well, Pers- I mean, Sting was on a BP preview. Sort of, yeah, but Night of Champions has become a, a pretty big event for him in recent years. With all the hey, titles on the line, well, sort of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, Hell in a Cell is decent, though. But, yeah, I mean, there's still... I mean, I guess technically there are no real BP reviews. It's SummerSlam, well, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Rumble, and then everything, everything else. else. Yeah. Even Survivor Series. I mean, so I guess in a way it is what it is anymore, I guess. We look at it like you know it's an in your house on you know to, to date myself, yeah, I <laughs> but I, I mean really you know at this point they are just they're all pay per views. And by the way, for anybody that's watching us on uh, YouTube right now, we got the Houston skyline oh. in the background. So if you can't be in Houston for Night of Champions and the aftermath, uh, we brought a little bit of Houston to you. So there you go for those that were wondering. But let's Man. recap this show shall we because oh, real quick yeah. manpreet in the comments says brock lesnar versus kevin owens eh, possible that would be kick ass i just don't have any faith that they're gonna do that but you never know i mean look there's there's a one side of, of wwe backstage that seems to want kevin owens to be a big star <laughs> and he, he's already you know getting there and then there's the other side that's kind of wanting to hold yeah. him back yeah. because of the way he looks but from what I understand, according to Dave Meltzer, the house shows with Owens and Cena have actually drawn pretty well. So, for people saying uh, Kevin Owens can't draw, uh, well, I think got a good reaction tonight. Yeah, he certainly did. He could be the next badass babyface if you really think about it. Kind of like his ROH character. You know? well, yeah. Well, we'll get to the match and then I'll I'll go into a little detail about the the badass babyface character because he kind of did that a little bit tonight. Mm-hmm. We had Neville and the Lucha Dragons in the pre-show oh, against God. the Ascension and Stardust. I did not watch this match. I was doing something else. I don't really remember what I was doing, what? but it was something better than, than Lucha Dragons and, and Neville versus you, Ascension you and Stardust. You were washing your hair, right? Quote, unquote. <laughs> Actually, I think I might have been in the shower. Maybe I was. I don't know. Uh, yeah, around oh. that time, I was in the shower. But 
yeah, I didn't miss anything in this match. Neither did you. Stardust pinned Neville, which is just preposterous. Ne Neville deserves better than this. He's, he's an excellent talent. Well, excellent rumor, rumor with Neville is he's not going to do the uh, Red Arrow anymore as a finisher. W why? The uh, rumor is he's, working, he's doing the 450 splash, which he did do tonight, but... Um, they said he's been doing it at some house shows, and um, looks like they just might not let him do it. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because it's such a badass move, they can't let a guy like Neville do it, unfortunately. Maybe John Cena's working on it or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they're saving it for like big matches, like Seth Rollins and the Phoenix Splash they never hit. You mean like when Wade Barrett comes back, it'll be him and Neville? Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, God. We had Ryback and Kevin Owen. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm like recovering from like a bad cold. And I had, like, a bad sinus infection that gave me vertigo earlier this week. So if I'm a little Ooh. rusty, folks, I apologize. We had Ryback versus Kevin Owens for the IC title. I also missed a little bit of this match because my Xbox One WB app was acting funky. Just like it was acting funky on the Xbox 360. Just like it was acting funky on the PS4. And, and, and it's funny how this happens with the WB Network app. Yet this doesn't happen with HBO Go particularly when I'm streaming Game of Thrones and, and other shows in real time. Uh, this doesn't happen with Netflix. This doesn't happen with YouTube. It doesn't happen with Twitch. It doesn't happen with any Xbox Live events or the PlayStation Live events viewer. It barely happens when I order UFC pay-per-views. It barely happens during UFC.tv. But for whatever reason, it happens almost all the time during pay-per-views with the WWE Network. Does it happen if you ever watch MLB, the MLB app? I don't care enough about baseball to watch the MLB app. Well, you mentioned like 50 other things. I figured, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it happened to me a couple times, but uh, later on in the pay-per-view. Yeah, just just lame. Lame. So anyway, uh, I managed to see the finish. I heard it was a decent match, not a great match. Kevin Owens ha had got been up for the, uh, what do you call it, the shell shock, and yeah, he raked Ryback's eyes. Rolled them up for the one, two, three, and Kevin Owens is your new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, they showed highlights in this match; seemed pretty good. Some people told told me it was just subpar. If that's the case, I'd rather have had Kevin Owens just pin Ryback clean, clean. But you know what? For a guy that's a, a pretty badass old school heel who made down the road be a pretty badass old school babyface, uh, you know what? I'd, I'd say it's a pretty clever finish. Well, here's here's the thing about that: he, Owens had that. Sub I, I don't know if you want to call it a surprise look on his face or what, but but it was almost a, uh, a face reaction. Mm -hmm. It was almost that John Cena surprise I won type of reaction, which isn't your standard heel. Now, of course, when Ryback came out, he was kind of, it was either booze or feed me more. It sounded like a lot more booze. And when Owens came out, of course, he got the pop. So, you know, Owens kind of already is, a you know, he's, he's being a face without, you know, being a face. And I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, people love him. They know who he is. So we all know, you know, the suits in the back might not like that. But I, I don't think, you know, with Kevin Owens, I think WWE, um, they don't have much of a choice. You know, Daniel Bryan, they tried to hold back. They tried to hold back. But I, I don't see it happening with Kevin Owens. Well, they successfully held back Cesaro because apparently he lost clean to the big show. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to night. forget about that. Thank you very much. Jesus Christmas. He that hasn't won terrible. a he, he hasn't won a t he wait, he won one T V match in like the last two months. You realize that? Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Well, he's well been no, in no 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 good he's, matches, he's won but... he's won tag matches, but he hasn't really won any singles matches except for like one against the Miz, I think. No, I think it was Rusev, wasn't it? Actually, yeah, he beat Rusev. <laughs> Rusev. I don't even think it was. 
Oh, uh, man. That, that, that's just rough. And, oh, yeah, Kevin Owens, your new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, now a part of the great list of past Canadians to win the Intercontinental Championship. You're talking about Chris Jericho, Brett the Hitman Hart, Owen Hart, Edge, and now Kevin Owens. Oh, Christian as well. Let's give Christian some love, one of the criminally hey, underrated wrestlers of his generation. What about the, what about the first ever IC t- champion, Pat Patterson? Oh, Pat Patterson? That's Come right. On, that's yeah, right. Man. Who who won it in a shady tournament in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And now... Still won it. Yeah, still won it. And now, Kevin Owens. Congrats to him. I, I heard they actually had a, a pretty nice crowd for what was, I believe, Kevin Owens' appreciation night in Montreal a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was decent from what I hear, too. Yeah, g- good for him. So, look, it's not that Daddy burying him. You know, some people were accusing me of, of saying, like, oh, uh, yo, Kevin Owens is done. I didn't think he was done when he lost to John Cena a couple months back. But the guy beat John Cena in, in his first official main roster match. You could have gotten so much mileage out of that win, and instead, he only got two weeks out of it. And while he's in a good spot right now, and, and he's making money, and, and the fans seem to like him, he could have been even, and he still can be big, but he could have been even bigger right now if he kept him undefeated. Instead of having him lose random match after random match and this and that and the other thing. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes well, it feels like they, they, they get a guy up there and then they want to humble him a little bit and then they want to bring him back up. And it's not like he's, he's Dolph Ziggler where he's at, he went from being really pushed to absolutely buried. He just kind of, you know, he was lost in the shuffle for a couple months. Well, is, is it okay to have a guy like Kevin Owens be that that top tier mid card guy. He doesn't have to be the main event guy, but why can't he be the guy to carry the mid card? Why, you know, why not go could, old but school? The problem is it. that there's almost no upper mid card anymore. It's just like oh. it's like main eventers and geeks, and and he's one of those guys that, that one of the few guys that's I guess technically an upper mid carder where where he's kind of like risen above that. Uh, but it's the era of the mid carder, unfortunately, in, in in a lot of ways. That that's the problem. Like, there's a lot of guys that are mid carders, upper mid card. There's very few guys that are are main eventers that are drawing ratings for or, or ticket or selling tickets for the company. And Kevin Owens and House Show seems to be doing well with ticket sales and, and merchandise. But you know, ratings wise, I mean, he could have been e- even bigger. He could have been a, a guy. I don't want to say at the level of a Brock Lesnar. Oh. Brock Lesnar is a different animal. But you know, he in in theory. You know, had they kept protecting Kevin Owens from the time he beat John Cena at Elimination Chamber, maybe just maybe he'd be in the title picture right now, the world title picture. Maybe fans would have been able to buy him as world champion. Actually, I think at this point, fans might even be able to buy him as world champion, given the booking of, of Seth Rollins. But, uh, you know, that, that's another story. We had Dolph Ziggler, speaking of former world champions, and a, a forgotten um, one at that. Upper mid-carder, yada, yada, yeah. Yeah. He took on Rusev. Uh, a lot of people seem to like this feud. I'm not a big fan of it at all. No, it's 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 bad. And now that, that Lana broke her wrist and it is out for four months, that means we're apparently getting four more months out of, of this crap. Ugh. So it, it was a good and, match. They, they and were... Rusev has become a geek, by the way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out there. That, not that, that I would tell him to his face. The guy entered the ring at WrestleMania in a tank. In a tank. And in a span of, what, Four or five months, he's just been, yeah. I want to say, buried. He lost to Cena. He got buried. That's what happened. I don't know if, I don't know if buried is the, the right word. He's just, yeah, Pushed he's become back. a geek. He's become a doofus. Well, he had the spot in the match where, you know, he thought he won, and he's celebrating. He, he goes over to the referee, raises his hand up like, come on, dude, you're better than that, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. And then, 
So so yeah, he he thought he won. He didn't. Ziggler hit him with the super kick. Or was no 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 actually no he, he uh, well he did hit him with a couple super yeah, kicks. Yeah, so for a near fall. There. And then what happened was Summer Rae got on the apron. She was thrown out of out of the ring, and, and the, the ref said, "Get to her back." She took off one shoe. She took off the other shoe. She threw it at Rusev by accident, but it was so not bad. a disqualification. Uh, so bad. I don't know how that's not a disqualification. And Ziggler then hit the zigzag and covered Rusev one, two, three. And a guy who was arguably the best heel in the company besides Brock Lesnar earlier this year. Well, I guess Brock Lesnar was technically sort of a babyface most of this year, but you know, you know what I mean. Before you know, Brock's baby a constant face guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was maybe the best full time heel. Yeah. yeah, and now he's just the guy. Just he just got pinned by Ziggler. That's it. I mean, he already got pinned by by Cesaro. Uh, remember that big deal a little over a month ago. Oh my God, Cesaro's the first person to beat Rusev besides John Cena. And then Rusev loses and loses and loses and loses. And if you watch this guy on Xavier Woods' video game channel, he seems like a pretty cool guy. He's well-spoken. You know, you see, he just seems like a, a cool-ass dude. Yeah, and, he's, well, and he's proven he could be a, an awesome heel. And now he's just stuck in this stupid love, I was going to say triangle. It's like a love square. <laughs> it's, a, it's a love square. I don't know. It's like I don't know. Put it put it this way. Put it this way, Fred. He might be he might be losing in the ring, but outside the ring, he is winning. Absolutely. Because okay? at the end of the day, he still goes home to to Lana, and he gets to nurse her back to health. And that, my friends, is a good brother. Yeah. We had the, the new day take on the Dudley Boys for tag titles. Scott loved this match so much he dropped his pen in the background. Yep. That wasn't me. That was you, brother. That was you. That was you. I think you dropped the table. I, I'm clapping along. Oh, you clap. Oh, you clapped. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, New Day rocks. That's right. They they, they came out. They they cut a promo about. And my voice is cracked. I know. Oh my god. Came out. Cut. What, what did they cut a promo about? The the tables. The the table petition. Yeah. Apparently, Barack Obama has agreed to sign the petition. They had uh, Jake from State Farm sign the petition. <laughs> they had just everybody signed the petition. Uh, yeah, th- this match was decent. Uh, I wouldn't say it was great. Uh, oh, Xavier, Xavier Woods was awesome at ringside. He he dyed his hair red a little bit. Red tips, as did uh, Kofi Kingston. Uh, DQ. Dudley's won via DQ. The <sighs> uh, New Day got the tables. Uh, they were thwarted by the Dudleys. 3D. I don't mind this too much, although I would have liked to have seen uh, this match go shorter if it was going to end this way. That That's my only deal. Or yeah, no, you, know, you could have just had the Dudleys get pinned. Well, they're going to have a rematch on Raw tomorrow, so don't worry about it. Uh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Woods was pretty good in the match with the uh, trombone. He did the Rocky theme. He did a couple different themes. So, yeah, it was entertaining, but, yeah, yeah whatever. And then we had what was at that point the, the best match of the night, Nikki Bella versus Charlotte. These two actually had a, a pretty good match. You know, some heat was lacking yeah. in certain parts, but... Nikki Bella, I gotta say, this might have been the best match of her career. She did she did a tremendous job uh, working on the leg of Charlotte. Charlotte, for for all her faults, and I do think that she is greener than than the some of the other divas, and might be a little overrated. But man, you know, she sold this leg so well. Lots of emotion in this match. A few good near falls, and in the end, Charlotte made her comeback. There was chaos at ringside, 
Nikki Bella could not be DQ'd or else she would have lost her title, as per Stephanie McMahon on Monday when they did that stupid Dusty finish. And Charlotte ended up walking in the figure eight, tapped out. And oh yeah, Charlotte not only won the WWE Divas Championship, but she got shorts that actually covered her whole derriere, which, which was good. So I didn't get as distracted when watching her matches. And I was actually able to enjoy this match. And she celebrated. Ric Flair came in the ring. They cried. So, uh, some fans were like, why are they crying? Well, a few reasons. One, this is a big deal to Charlotte. Two, this is a big deal to Ric Flair seeing his daughter uh, accomplish her dreams. And number three, this was technically supposed to be Ric Flair's late son Reed's dream. To, to eventually be in the WWE and win some type of championship to have a great career. And unfortunately, two and a half years ago, Reed Flair died of a drug overdose. I think it was only 24, 25 years old, around my age, yeah. and just... That that's something you never get over. Yeah, as a, as a parent, I'm sure you're know, losing losing your kid and you know losing a sibling. I mean, I would never, ever wish that on anybody. It's just such so devastating. So when Charlotte and Rick were crying, that wasn't just part of the show. I mean, that that was real emotion right there, and that for for me made made, made it feel special. Made it feel special to to see these two embracing. I don't know if. Charlotte meant to ignore Paige if that was part of the storyline, but it seemed like, uh, in a way, like she was hugging oh. Becky, she was hugging Rick, and, and Charlotte was, or, or excuse me, Paige was what? just kind of standing there, which I, I'm assuming that was deliberate to build up a heel turn. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, first of all, she did, Charlotte did acknowledge her brother after she won. She did look up, point up to the sky. I don't know if you did catch that. Yeah, I saw that. So she did. Um, it started for me at the beginning of, of the match when they all came down to the ring together. Paige was like the first one to break off the the little whatever they do with the, their pinkies and, and all that. And and I agree. It seemed like Paige just didn't want to be part of the celebration too much. Yeah, not sure exactly what, you know, if that was just planned or if that's what it was. Um, thank God Paige did not turn tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing I'd say. But there was an odd – I don't know if you notice this um, – the odd things I noticed in matches were like, you know, you had Team Bella on one side, and then like five feet away from them was was you know Becky and Paige, and there was a moment in the match where they got into the fight, and then it just seemed like they got into it on the outside of the ring, and then all of a sudden like they're there just standing next to each other again. Yeah. Just very odd type of 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 things, but to me, maybe I missed something with the match. I didn't think it was as great as you you thought, Fred. I thought it was great. I thought it was I thought it was very good given who was involved because I think do you well, think Charlotte is still kind of green and. Well, I think Nikki Bella has improved dramatically in her career. I don't see her at the level of, of some of the other divas. I mean, definitely not at the level of a Natalia or Sasha or or a Becky. But I thought, given who was involved, it was it was it was pretty good. Do I wish it was Becky and Sasha? Absolutely, absolutely. But given who was involved, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, my one main complaint, okay, about this match is that I would have liked everybody barred from ringside. I think it would have meant more if Charlotte was able to... I mean, she technically won on her own anyway and won clean, but it would have meant more if she had had just won. Just straight up. Yeah, just yeah. straight up. But maybe I, I could see maybe somebody in the back, some people in the back saying, you know what, do we do we trust these two in, in, in a long match you know, without like, some type of distraction or anything like that? So, hey, hey it worked. They, they celebrated backstage. A uh, really awkward promo, though, backstage. It was, you know, Ric Flair it, it, and, and them reciting uh, his line limousine ride and jet flying. And <laughs> and I'm not sure if they were supposed to not know it, but they didn't know it. <laughs> so yeah. It kind of strange. And yeah. Charlotte was like, I'm exhausted. And they just, yeah, they kind of walked away. And, and Ric Flair <laughs> hugged her and kissed her again and cried. And 
I don't know if you saw there was a picture going around on Twitter. I guess somebody had the uh, world heavyweight title and Flair was holding it, and then Charlotte was holding the Divas title. So cool. Yeah, it was a, it's a cool moment. Look, Rick's been emotional lately. I think regardless of of before Reed passing, even you know, it's just the way he's been lately. So hey, good for him. You know, we don't know what that's like. You know, on both uh, both ends, I don't think anybody here does. So. You know, hey, let the guy, you know, he had his moment with his daughter, and, and good for her, and congratulations. Yeah, you know, you know, just let him have their moment. And people are going, oh, Charlotte, oh, come on, what about Sasha? Look, Sasha's eventually going to get the title. Becky's eventually going to get the title. You know, give, give it time. They gave it to Charlotte here. Let her run with it for a bit. The Divas division will be all right. Uh, I would like them to heed Lance Storm's suggestion, which is just destroying this crappy butterfly thing and bring a real women's title into the picture. Yeah. You think they'll do it? No. If oh. if uh, on the pay-per-view when they were talking about, you know, uh women who have held the title and talking about how Moolah's, uh, you know, 24-year reign will, will never be, you know, duplicated, JBL quickly mentioned that was a different title so it it doesn't it doesn't count. Right. And and I think that's just where they are now. It's Divas and and that's it, you know? I mean, uh. It's a kind of crappy belt, but to be honest, it's kind of better than that little tiny women's belt, which I know a lot of people probably liked. But mm, I, yeah. I, I, you know what? In reality, it's it's. I mean, do belts even matter anymore? Let's be honest. Well, this the way the way WWE uses them doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, this one seemed to matter. It was, it was a nice, significant win, but it all <laughs> oh, depends. What sorry, they do. no, it's okay. But it's all it all depends what they do uh, here here on out. We had Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose with their mystery partner against the, the Wyatts. I seem to not like this match as much as other people. Yeah, I wasn't the a mystery fan. partner was Chris Jericho, and I didn't mind Jericho. Uh, he had a feud with Bray last year on the house shows. He's been working with Luke Harper, so it kind of made sense. Made sense. Uh, Pointless. I, I, I guess they're I guess they're continuing this feud, and 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 I guess the the, the deal is that they got to find another partner now. Ugh, I just don't want this feud to continue, and oh. and, and it does because uh, Chris Jericho had a nice showing. They made Braun Strowman look really good. Uh, yeah. Give him their props. Uh, I was kind of hoping it was Daniel Bryan or Finn Balor, and it was obviously neither. And uh, yeah, the Braun Strowman. Uh, looked a, a little wacky uh, at the end there. He was trying to do something at Jericho, and he flipped him over and hit him with the... what? I don't even know what the hell he hit him with. It was a weird thing. It looked like he was going for like the shock treatment or... Oh, it was like that pancake-type body slam suplex-type yeah, weird thing. Yeah, like, it was like yeah. he was holding him for, like, uh, like, like, I guess the... What's the move? Uh, Albert used to do it. Call, he used to call it the train wreck, where he was yes. a guy, kind of yes. like a power bomb. It's kind of yes. like... Yeah. You like get on your back, and then you just like flipped him over and slammed him on on his stomach, and mm. then he picked him up and did that whole uh, standing arm choke thing, that didn't that, look that, that great. Here I'll age myself again. It reminds me of the uh, Yeti from WCW. Yes. Yeah, and he's just <laughs> wrangling Jericho, and Jericho had to pass uh, out, and and that and that was that. And uh, then well, before that, well before that, not to cut you off, uh, Jericho made the uh, hot tag. When it looked like Roman Reigns had everything tag. in control. It was, it was, Not even the hot tag. He, Ro- yeah, the, the yeah. blind tag, surprise tag, whatever you want to Roman call it. Roman had Strowman down. He had Strowman down with the spear, and then he wanted to go for another one. And Jericho tagged in, hit the lion salt. Strowman kicked out at one, 
which is a, I love that spot where where a giant kicks out and then the the guy just yeah. goes flying. Uh, you oh, kick yeah. out with authority, and then yeah, Strowman kicked ass, and that the, was the, that. And at the end, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Jericho are going. We I, I thought we, I thought we were going to see the heel turn right there of Reigns and uh, Ambrose. I really did. Yeah, I did too. And then you know, Jericho's like, I done effed up, and he he kind of just bumped Dean on the way out and wa- and walked out, and it seemed to be kind of a heel turn. It, it's the same thing Jericho does every time, though, when you think about it. He comes back as a face because the crowd reaction and then goes heel, and that's the end of it. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing he does over and over again when he comes back now. <laughs> so it, it is. It, it is. I mean, look, an, an Ambrose-Jericho feud would be pretty cool, I think. Um, I think it would have been cool going into, like, WrestleMania maybe. I'd like Not to see him as a like... face, though. It would be cool to see him versus – and you know what? Maybe he'll stay a face. Maybe it will be him versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, okay, Those maybe. I mean, matches. You know, I didn't know Jericho was even coming back to TV. You know, I, I thought he was going to well, do well, house shows. So maybe this is just a one-off type of thing as well. We yeah, don't know. Yeah, you know, per- perhaps. Uh, the, I'll say this. I, I love Chris Jericho. He's one of my all-time favorites. But at this age, uh, I-, I think he's in dire need of pants. I don't know about you. I, I, just, I just think he could, he could use some pants at this stage of his well, career. Well, he, he did the opposite because most guys go from tights to pants. He went from pants to tights. So. Yeah. I mean, it worked in 2008. In 2015, I'm I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I'm just, just saying they, they don't they don't hug you know maybe maybe he's shorts. You, he just they don't hug you, his waist you know, very well. Take Sting's advice. Get a little higher cut top. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That's, there, there that's the go. nice way to put it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We had Seth Rollins versus John Cena for the U.S. title. This is a great match. I wouldn't nice. say it was at the level of their SummerSlam match. But a, a very, very awesome match. Uh, tons of heat. John Cena got the clean pin with the AA. Uh, you could tell they were saving just a little bit because Seth Rollins still, of course, had to wrestle one more time, maybe, maybe two more times. And, yeah, John Cena got the win. And afterwards, Seth Rollins tried to leave. And John Cena said, oh, no, 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 like uh, Dikembe Mutombo. And he gave Seth an AA on the floor, which... Looked like it sucked, and oh, I forgot to mention too, uh, real quick uh, in the previous match, the, the Shield versus Wyatt's, another fan running. Yes, some douchebag in Shield gear. He looked like Bull Buchanan in present day if he was a meth addict. Just came in and and stood alongside Roman and Dean, and security tackled him, and Roman and Dean just kind of looked and shrugged. If that were me, uh- at th- Normally, I wouldn't say okay, you know, beat up, beat up the fan, you know, or, or you know, I think it's a case by case basis. This has happened like three times in the last month. So, so if I were some, well, you know, the, well, the, the ironic place, thing is it's happened to Dean now twice. Yeah, and Roman got hit with the briefcase. That's what happened. Yeah, my buddy was talking to me, and I couldn't remember what happened. You're right. And then Seth, kind of all the Shield members, yeah, or it, something's dude, happened to very dude, weird. If I, if I'm Vince McMahon, I, I'm just telling these guys, all right, you have you have permission now to beat the crap out of anybody that goes into the ring. That is, how does that happen? Before I saw some comments from a former guest of TSC News and a friend, Jimmy Noonan, who used to be the head of security for WWE, and he said that somebody should get their ass fired. And, yes. and I thought that was a little harsh. I said, you know what? Uh, it's twice, but how many times have we really seen that happen? Three times, that's a, that's a trend. All right? And the fact that the guy got all the way in the ring, 
I mean, c- come on. The problem is, he, like you said, he was dressed in gear. You know, probably just snuck right in. I, but what, what's still, the old saying? If you if you act like you belong, you're gonna get through. But come and that's, on, I mean, I know. No, I agree on, with you. Man. That, no, I agree with you. Like, but, God, look, I, I hope to God this doesn't happen for a long time, and I hope this in this case it never happens. But that guy could have had a knife. I mean, they they search people, but you never know. That guy could have a shank. He could. Have you know, regardless, well, sorry, even if, I just, so, I just even if he didn't have back. anything, these guys are trained athletes. All yeah. it takes is one shot to one wrong error. You know, I mean. Yeah, and by the way, my bad. I just muted myself before by by accident. But yeah, just oh, I mean, that guy could have had a shank. He could have had a knife. He could have had something. Could have been anything. Ugh. But, I mean, look, Bray played it off pretty good when he was sitting on the ropes. He just said, "Oh, that's your guy," ha, and kind of laughed it off. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely an issue. Um, I mean. What what can what can you do though at this point? You know, if you're WWE, uh, I mean, beef you, up you, your you, security and, and and keep your eyes on on the on like outside of the ring, man. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, it's a shame, but yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to do something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. There's a lot of stuff in the news about you know cops and and using excessive force, and you know, I, it varies obviously. Uh, but I, I will tell you this: if there's ever an occasion where security guards, cops, wrestlers, athletes should beat the hell out of someone. It is at sporting events where people are drunk and stupid and put other people in danger. Whether you're a drunk 49ers fan beating somebody up in a parking lot, whether you're a fake shield member, or whether you're a dude throwing a briefcase at Roman Reigns. Okay, that to me should be like universal law to beat the crap out of somebody. Just That's when you can out. literally have the big show come out and just right hook somebody. Or, or, ta- or tase that person. <laughs> Stick a taser up their ass. Yeah. Seriously. That's ri- ridiculous. But anyway, Rollins versus Cena was very good. John Cena won. Hopefully this means we get the U.S. Uh, title challenge uh, again, that, which is really fun. I know Louie's going to say, oh, Fred, yeah. well, that means Cena's going to beat all the young talent. As opposed to the young talent beating each other, I'd rather see them in good matches. At least they're in showcase, yeah. Exactly. And speaking of showcase, we had the showcase match of the night. Not as good as Cena versus Rollins in terms of you know work rate. But Sting looked in tremendous shape. Worked his freaking ass off in this yeah. match. Took some crazy bumps I mean, oh, for, for 56-year-old standards. Dude, for like 46 year standards. <laughs> Dude yeah. got pushed off one announce table, fell through another one. That was a wicked bump. Yeah. And then I could not believe they actually had them take this. He took the power bomb on the turnbuckles in the corner. Yeah. And I don't know about you, uh, but but it seemed like Sting legitimately had the wind knocked out of him. Because, oh, he did. Yeah, I yeah. think it was real. Actually, I'm almost positive it was real. So yeah, because he dropped after ducking. Yeah, Rollins he, he, goes for a clothesline. Sting ducked and just dropped. And the doctors went to check on Sting. And to Rollins' credit, oh. he played it cool. He totally played it cool. Said, said, ha, come on now. Cody just acting like arrogant. It was, it was within the context of his character. I felt really bad for Sting. And I just thought, why would they have him take this bump? Why? It's unnecessary. Well, you know, what about the bump when he went off, uh, hit the splash on Seth on the outside even? 
just a one-on-one, you know? I mean, that's a pretty big bump, too. That is, but, you, you, you know, even the... Even if it's... Whether it's Sting, whether it's Cena, whether it's Dean Ambrose, they need to stop doing that turnbuckle powerbomb deal. They really do. I, I think they should save that just for... Occasional oh. big matches that 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 hurts guys. That can that can hurt your back. I mean, Dean Ambrose took like a million of them back at Money in the Bank. If you remember, he took them on yeah. the corner and he took them on the outside. Well, there. I mean, you're right, but there is a way to you know protect yourself from that, not to get into it too much. And, and you know, I know your neck can snap back and, and this and that. You know, things can happen. But you know, let, let's and first of all. OMG tickle me. Sting didn't look horrible. He looked pretty damn good for oh, you know, 56 I don't, I don't Let's want, be I honest hear, there. I don't want to hear that. Sting was um, great. You know, but, you know, I'm, I'm 36 and I couldn't take, and I'm not in any kind of shape like Sting, but, you know, I mean, a 56-year-old guy taking these moves, I don't want to, you know, keep saying his age, but the fact is, you know, he could have gotten the wind knocked out of him, and it's just one of those freak things and, and yeah. they're very so. and they're very lucky that he didn't get get seriously injured to, to the point where he just couldn't continue the match he, he did walk off at the end of the match which we'll get to he, he did you could see him walking out that, so that, that, that is good I didn't, I didn't see him walking out so yeah doctors yeah. checked on him uh seth decided to go for the pedigree after they decided he could, he could go uh sting could go and then uh, sting reversed it scorpion Deathlock, and seth got the ropes afterwards seth hit it in zaguri or some type of kick to the face uh, went for the pedigree again. Sting went for a Scorpion Deathlock again, and Seth rolled him up for the clean pin. And I thought this was a nice finish. I personally would have loved to have seen Sting win. Yes, it would have been a nice moment. You could have extended the program. Here, at, at this point, I was fine with this finish. Right, I was willing to live with this finish. I, I wanted, I, I wanted Sting to win. But I was one to live with it, right? No, I'm with you. And then the dynamite went off. Sheamus no, got... no, no. Yeah, Sheamus came out. Yeah, first. I know, yeah. I know. This is the start of it. Sheamus oh, right. came out and broke kick Seth. Nicely broke kick Seth. Yeah, it was, it was good. Goes to the cash in. I'm thinking, oh my God. There is no way that they're going to have Sheamus win the title. When they've had the last two weeks their lowest ratings <coughs> in 18 years, there's no way. And of course, thankfully, there was well, no way because Kane came out. Not and corporate Kane. Oh the monster no, Kane, the demon Kane, the demon Kane. Oh God, we gotta say the devil. At least he didn't Kane. have his um um his welding mask on. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Actually, the, the welding mask is pretty cool. Uh, I, I yeah, for like the first week. Yeah. And then, you know, so he anyway. uh, he chokes slam Seth. And then Seamus told him, do it again. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. And then he choked slam Seamus. And then you know, he did the thing with the, the pyro. And we went, and as we were going off the air, or JDB was going off the air, I thought to myself, wait a second. This makes sense. Kane was taken out by Lesnar. Thanks to Seth. Seth was unappreciative. Now Seth and Kane are going to wrestle. Makes sense, right? Absolutely. But then I remembered one important detail about this feud. 
That it's Kane? Well, besides that. Okay. That it's for the title. It doesn't have to be. It is they haven't, for they haven't made that official the yet. The title. The WWE World Heavyweight Champion is going to wrestle, presumably going to wrestle Kane at Hell in a Cell for the world title. Which in right. that case, why not have Kane come back? Do I hate swerves, but you know what you could have done? You could have done a swerve. You know what? You know what would have been more clever than this, Scott? Here's what would have been more clever. Sting goes for the deathlock. Sheamus cashes in to make it a triple threat. And when Sheamus is on the verge of winning, Kane comes out and chokeslams Sheamus, making you think, oh my God, Kane's going to help Seth retain. But then you have Kane chokeslam Seth. And then you could have had Sting pin Sheamus to protect Seth, even though it's not like they've done a great job of protecting him anyway these last six months. Sting could have won. And boom, Sting would be your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Hell, you could even give him the month off. Make him special, kind of like what you did with Lesnar last year. Because your main event of Hell in a Cell doesn't even need a title because it's Lesnar versus Undertaker. And you could do Seth Rollins versus Kane. And then Survivor Series, you have a big return match with Seth Rollins versus Sting. And then you could do some kind of wacky Survivor Series elimination deal you know, underneath that. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking Sting wins and Sheamus just cashes right in. Oop, that's the second time my microphone has dropped tonight because I'm so sad that Sting lost, actually. Um, uh, people are saying, well, well Fred, well, a 56-year-old man's going to win the title. It could have been short-term. It could have been fun. It, you know, it's not just a 50. This is Sting, all right? This, this is isn't, Sting. Like, this, this is a isn't, legend. This is a yeah, guy who I mean, freaking great. Okay, you're really going to blame him for, for that rating on Monday? It's not his fault they didn't promote his freaking appearance ahead of time, which is insane to begin with. So I, I thought to myself, oh, my God, they're going to have Sheamus win the title, and it's going to be terrible for ratings. They don't do that. Instead, they do Seth versus Kane. And even though Brock versus Taker is the main program, Brock and Taker aren't going to be on Raw for four straight weeks. I mean, maybe they are, but I doubt it. You would assume not, yeah. And another thing, the show is three hours long. The feud with Kane and Seth Rollins involves the title and the authority, which means still a significant chunk of Monday Night Raw, the next four weeks, is going to be dedicated to Seth Rollins, it, to Kane, to the authority, and to a somewhat lesser extent, Sheamus. I was just going to say that, yeah. Is it? Well, first of all, Fred, let me take you back about 18, 15, 16 months, right after WrestleMania 30. The next four weeks leading into that following pay-per-view, would you like to tell everyone what the WWE title match was? Well, let me let me refresh your memory. Daniel Bryan went up against this young, hungry. It was Kane. All right. 
So so Kane being in another title match doesn't even matter at this point. And, and I tried to sell Kane the best I could, and I just couldn't do it. You know, uh, the problem is you're going to get on Raw tomorrow night, Sheamus versus Kane. That's going to be probably a main event match. Seth Rollins could do whatever, and you could actually have a triple threat match going into Hell in a Cell because wow, Sheamus doesn't need to cash in wow, hang if on, you hang remember on, hang the on. Rumble. Hang on. So Seth Rollins won't be in the ring with one guy people don't care about. He'll be in the ring with two guys people don't care about. Why not? Wow. No, you know what? He could be in the ring with John Cena, Sting, uh, Bruno Sammartino. It's not going to matter at this pay-per-view. That's because... It, it, it just it's an irrelevant thing. It, it, all that is is filler. That's all it is because of the yeah, main but event. Four weeks of filler on TV. It's, it's, it's come on, really? Well, come, maybe come WWE on. will be smart and actually do something with Kevin Owens. Do something with uh, well, I mean, we have John Cena, so you know we have that. Do something with there's really nobody else, is there? God, that's yeah. Who are they, they going to give the title? Look, could they put Seth in a title match on Monday? I, I guess they could do that. And Ah, uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we assume Sting's not going to be back around anytime soon just because. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be bad, people. It really Kane is. versus Seth Rollins for the world title. And maybe you, one really good segment with Paul Heyman and Brock possibly featuring Taker that we're going to say was amazing, and then we're going to forget about it because we're going to see two and a half hours of crap. What we've, oh, no, no, no. You know what? No, 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 no. You're going to get like 15 minutes of, of the Wyatts and, you know, Reigns and uh, Amber. So and keep we, that. We, we, we might get we a haven't good gotten John, enough of that. We might get a good John Cena match. I'll say that. We'll, we'll, get, we'll eh. at least get a good John Cena match. Maybe we'll get, nah, I was going to say maybe we'll get Finn Balor versus John Cena, but I, I don't see I that happening. Oh, I wish. This is Fred Ricciani and Scott Anderson of TSC News here to recap WWE Clash of Champions, the first Monday Night Raw branded pay-per-view of the new brand extension era. And this pay-per-view was pretty good, but a little all over the place. And I got to say, at the end of the night, I am feeling fatigued, extremely fatigued. I am just so tired of all this WWE programming. If you're a wrestling fan, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, this is a great time for you. You got three-hour Raw. You got a two-hour SmackDown. You got a one-hour NXT. If you haven't watched the Cruiserweight Classic, which is the best show of the year, you can go binge-watch it right now. You got pay-per-views from Raw. You got pay-per-views from SmackDown. You got main event. You have WWE Superstars. And then if you're a huge wrestling fan and want to go beyond the confines of WWE, you have New Japan World. You have New Japan Access. You have Lucha Underground and El Rey, if you just got El Rey like I did. You have TNA Impact Wrestling on Pop TV. You have Ring of Honor and Sinclair Comet. Hell, maybe you even got CMLL. There's a lot of wrestling to keep up with these days, which is both good and bad. Good, well, sort of good, if you're a WWE fan and you're WWE. Because if you keep making money, even if you're oversaturating your content, you know what? Whatever. But if you're TNA, if you're Ring of Honor, if you're Lucha Underground, 
if you're another company that's going to rise from the ashes to try to carve their niche in the wrestling world, it is a whole lot harder because there's record low ratings. There's low fan interest. Things are a bit stale. Rosters are thin. And while WWE can certainly turn it around, and who knows, maybe they'll get hot around Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and then WrestleMania time. At the end of the day, when the standard bearer of the wrestling business is hot, the rest of the companies within that respective industry can follow suit. You look at that with MMA. Back in the day, you had UFC. Then you had a bunch of other secondary organizations that were doing well. And of course, they were run by idiots and then put out of business by themselves or by the UFC or both. I'm just not feeling all these pay-per-views. I'm not feeling all this programming. I get that WWE still making money. I get that they're going to be making money for a long, long time. But you look at the numbers. They're eroding. They are eroding. And it's going to get to a point where they may still make money, but they're going to be making less money. And they're going to say, holy crap, what do we do? And I think at some point, they're going to have to pull back a little bit, even if that sacrifices the bottom line. And I think these pay-per-views right here, these matches on on these pay-per-views are kind of a casualty of that. You could have Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles tear the house down, or Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens tear the house down. But, man, I was tired. I felt like the fans in attendance were tired, although they did get up for, for a number of the matches. I'm fatigued, Scott. What about you? I'm sick, so I'm definitely fatigued <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of worked. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess the one good thing is that if you do pay the nine ninety nine a month, like most of us, I hate to say the word, but dummies do because you get a free month every month anyway, you at least get your money's worth with two pay-per-views with, you know, like you said, main event, with superstars, with a lot of the extra programming they have. So in that aspect, it's a great thing. But, you know, we talked off the air real brief, and, um, yeah, it's just – it's becoming too much. Um, you know, just two weeks ago we had a pay-per-view. We had another one tonight. We're going to have another one in two weeks, then one three weeks after that. that you know, 19 of these things a year not to go along with – I'm sure they're going to have special events, live events. Um, it is a lot. You know, I, I DVR Ring of Honor, um, not off comment, but off the uh, local channel – that I get and um, try to keep up with that, try to keep up with Lucha as much as possible. Um, you know, the good thing about those shows, like you said, at least, you know, they're an hour, so it's easy to watch. You skip through the commercials, 44 minutes. NXT, you, you know, I have to go back and even watch out again this week. So it's definitely a lot of programming to watch and try to keep up on. And then, you know, it becomes to a point where it gets watered down, unfortunately. And, you know, right now, I don't want to say it's watered down, but it's hard for, you know, Raw and SmackDown to have these pay-per-views with the lack of talent or the lack of depth, I guess, is the better the la- word. The lack of over-talent, you know, because they've right. done such a bad job with pushing a lot of guys. Now, they've gotten some guys over to a certain level, but as far as needle movers, as far as real draws, I mean, the the list is thin. And, and you know, here's a quick quote. You know, I know we haven't recapped a whole lot, but where was Sami Zayn at in the main event? He it just was, doesn't make any sense. He he was recovering from a code breaker. Maybe he was a closet Jets fan and read the stat line of for. Maybe maybe listen, listen. A lot of Jets fans like yourself, I know, are sick right now because Ryan Fitzpatrick threw not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six interceptions. So hey, I, I can feel you your know, pain. You know the last guy to do that? Who? Peyton Manning. So there you have it. Really? 
Yes, sir. Six interceptions in a game. Yep. Holy crap! I would I wouldn't have expected that. But so it's it's okay. It's okay. Hey, if it's good See, enough for Peyton Manning. To, I live in I live closer to Philadelphia, so I just hop on my Wentz wagon and or the shirt I showed you, Wentz Wentz Mania. Yeah, and, Carson Wentz doing his doing his thing in in Philly. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. It's... So yeah, it must be nice, right, to just be able to hop on a, a bandwagon and and leave. Uh, I I can't do that here in New York, New Jersey, because I can hop off the Giants bandwagon, but then the Jets bandwagon's uh, just as bad today. So yeah, well, it's green for a reason, you know. And, and not to go into football, but just keep in mind, last quarterback that you know went went like this for the Eagles was twenty seven and two Nick Foles, and you see how that went. So. Yeah, well, I like Wentz. He looks good. He looks legit. But let's see what happens. Right, right, right. Now Carson Wentz, he looks like uh he looks like a Finn Bauer when he first came in you know, on the main roster, but. He could end up like a Roman Reigns. Uh, that's more like Jimmy Garoppolo. But now that we're talking football references and wrestling, I think it just kind of proves. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Some European fans that listen to us are probably like, "Why are they talking about Janine Garoppolo?" So, yeah. <laughs> so would that help? Yeah. So, anyway, those. anyway. So we we had Clash of Champions. This was a long show. It, it was a pretty good show, but just a, a lot of filler, some head scratching booking here. And uh, an ending that was kind of awkward. Filler. I don't think it was a lot of filler. I not mean, a lot, but it was just matches. But yeah, not a lot of backstage stuff. It was just. Yeah, uh, I mean, they had some really good matches. I mean, there there are a few good matches. Some that were just kind of there. I think I'm just some of this. You know what the problem is? A lot of the stuff we we've seen before. Even though it was really good, a lot of the stuff we've seen before. There was a goof that I'll get to. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was a goof. Uh, it was right before the cruiserweight match, but you know, as we get to the recap, I guess. I'll All right. Well, let's start from the, the beginning. We had Nia Jax on the pre-show destroy Alicia Fox. Alicia got some offense in, but didn't matter. Hit the Samoan drop, got the pin. We had the start of the main card with the New Day and the club for the tag team titles for the thousandth time. The announcers made a big deal about how the club could be the first tag team since the Dudley Boys and the Steiners to hold the IWGP and WWE tag team titles in their careers. And what I liked about this stat line was Michael Cole just put it out there. It was, it was very sporty. He, he didn't come off like a New Japan fanboy like Moro. The, way too many times I, I listen to Moro, and this guy just tries to throw in a New Japan reference. It's like, oh my God, I didn't put in a New Japan reference. I got to reference Shibata. Oh my God, I got to reference Yano. I got to reference this and that and this and that and Misawa and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, no disrespect to any of these guys. I don't think most of the Daddy B universe knows who they are. I mean, some of the hardcores might that watch the network, but I feel like the guy just forces these Japan references and says, look, look how smart I am. Mamma mia. Whereas Michael Cole... Okay, I actually like Michael Cole's commentary in the brand extension era more than Moro because this dude is professional. This dude hasn't been saddled with some stupid jokes and bad material like he has in the past. He's got Corey Graves who's making him look really good. And when he drops facts, it makes sense. He, he drops the, the fact about how Charlotte has won on pay-per-view and is undefeated in a title match. He's dropped the fact about you know the IWGP and WWE Tag Team titles and how they're successful in Japan. I mean, it, you know, he doesn't just force it down your throat, you know, oh, all oh, oh, these facts, facts, facts. Like, no, he just, when there's an opening, he puts it out there, that's it. That's it. Whereas I feel like with Moro, even though Moro's an extremely talented commentator, I feel like with a lot of the stuff he's done wrestling lately, just, 
He tries to squeeze in so many analogies or pop culture references or Japan references. And just it gets irritating. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but it just gets irritating. I think he's talented, obviously. His career speaks for itself, but just please, sometimes less is more. Much like what I saw tonight, the suicide dives, the flips. Sometimes less is more. And less New Day club matches, the better too. Because while this started out hot and was pretty good, nothing we haven't seen before. And at the end, the New Day hit the midnight hour and got the pin on Anderson. The club, they're not even the comedy club anymore. I don't know what they are. The club is closed for renovation. They're done. Where's the credibility? You spend an exorbitant amount of money. An exorbitant amount of money to get the Bullet Club away from New Japan Pro Wrestling, away from TNA Impact Wrestling, away from Ring of Honor and other competitors. You bring them in. Okay. You righted the ship with AJ Styles when it started out a little rocky. That's cool. I'm happy he's WWE Champion. He's doing a great job on SmackDown. But Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, these guys were one of the most over-tag teams in the world. And what do you do? What do you do? You have them lose again to the New Day. Now, if you don't want to beat the New Day, here's the solution. You see the SmackDown Tag Team Division? It's garbage. Do you see the SmackDown World Champion? It's AJ Styles. AJ Styles used to be with Bullet Club. Why not bring the club to SmackDown? And who knows? Maybe they'll do that. But you could do that before beating them again. Because now, they're just geeks. And Carl Anderson, last time I checked, is a damn talented tag team and singles wrestler who could be an asset. And Lord knows they need guys with some credibility on that damn roster. Let me interrupt you real quick, Fred. All right. This says, I think I tweeted you the other day, this wasn't a Vince McMahon creation, so it doesn't matter. And I know he has Kevin Owens and this and that. And he has AJ Styles, who's holding the winner championship. But keep that aside. The house show results last night from Hershey PA, the opening match, Carl Anderson lost to Neville. I will go back on, I will let you continue. Well, I like Neville and Neville honestly should be pushed a lot better, but yeah, but I agree. It's a house show. I get it. The yeah. faces win. It helps with the kids, blah, blah, blah. But, Which oh, also yeah. reminds me Cesaro beat Sheamus, but that's a whole nother subject. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They had house show matches, but they didn't count. Right. But anyway, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, look. I know it's a house show. I know Neville's decent. He's a great worker. And with Anderson, it might work. But like you just said, these guys were the top tag team probably in the world at one point. And now they're just two geeks like most every other tag team in WWE. Not good. Not good at all. I would, you know, ugh. I don't know. Not feel, not feeling it at all. Uh, not feeling it at all. I think, uh, I think, you know what, if they had lost that SummerSlam, which they did, well, you, well, you, and they and they wanted a rematch or some. I don't know. You could have done something where they could have just lost at SummerSlam. At least they would have only lost once to the New Day, and then you could have written them off, have them be free agents, have them help AJ Styles win the WWE title, run amok on SmackDown. I'm not saying they can't still go to SmackDown or they won't still go to SmackDown and run amok. Maybe they'll even win the tag titles there. But it's SmackDown once again getting devalued and getting another loser or two or three. Because he just had Jack Swagger lose to Jinder Mahal, and now he's facing Baron Corbin, who for some strange reason is beating freaking Apollo Crews, who's more talented in his leg than in Baron's entire body. 
So now you're going to get the club on SmackDown. That's what I predict. That's what I'm going to predict. Within a month, you're going to get the club on SmackDown, which is cool. It'll be entertaining, but still. It's not like they're going to another company. It's not like they're going to another country. It's not like this is the territory era, right? Where they only had regional TV and there was no real national wrestling show and you go to another territory. Like, no. This is the same company. These are the same guys. If they go to SmackDown, they're still the same guys that lost to New Day like four or five times. Just at this point, put them on NXT. Let them build back up. I know. Which is something. a disgrace to say, but my gosh. I yeah. know. It's just it's ridiculous. And I know the New Day's making money and they're marketable and good for them, but I just feel like the, I don't think the New Day needs to tag titles to sell merch. Well, they're going to they beat do. Demolition. That's the whole key to this. I get that. So if you're going to do that, why not protect the club and send them to SmackDown before you beat them again? Well, all right, let's see. You want to send the club, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, the SmackDown. Who do you send the Raw? I never said send Sami Zayn to Raw. Well, no, I guess but I'm saying it. Add them to, because everybody says, you know, Sami's getting kind of left off in the shuffle. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I guess who's, you know what? Well, well, Vince loves his tall guy. Who, who, yeah. Hey, Baron Corbin, whatever. Bar- all right, Baron Corbin. Yeah, Apollo, I uh, see. I don't know. Baron- I mean, you don't really have to if you can bring up Joe and Nakamura. You can offset that. Oh, God, no. They need to, one of those guys they needs to go to SmackDown. But you know that. I don't know. Yeah. Just Emma needs to go to SmackDown, and yet it looks like she's going to go to Raw. So Luke Harper apparently is going to go to Raw. Spoiler. Uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Anyway. Who knows? We got TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick for the Cruiserweight title. TJP came out with this cool 8 bit Nintendo theme like song. It was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. Brian Kendrick came out to his usual theme song with the, with the cool jacket and the leopard print. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, they missed a couple spots, including a, a neck breaker from TJP. But kudos to the announcers. They said that TJP had to pull Kendrick's hair to bring him down. This was a fun match. I wouldn't say it was a great match. Pretty good match, but it was very WWE style and... I think when you're introducing these guys, especially when a lot of the fans don't know them, you need something that's a little bit different from the usual WWE style. Kendrick, WWE style wrestler, he's a great worker, nothing against him, but I really feel like a guy like Grand Metallic or, or Cedric Alexander or some of these other guys would have been great for TJP's first title defense. Or you know what? If Kota Ibushi doesn't want to resign, you could at least sign him to wrestle tonight he could have had a great match with TJP, a rematch with TJP. That would have torn the house down. Granted, Kota Ibushi might get over, and then you might be forced to offer him a, a lot more money. But, you know, you could have had TJP beat him in a great match. Kota Ibushi could always bring him back down the road, and at least you get TJP over. Whereas, in this match, I, I think both guys kind of got themselves over, but the crowd was quiet. There was some let's go TJ. Uh, you know, TJP, let's go Kendrick, TJP chance, doing chance. It was all right, but I, I think it could have been better. And ultimately, yeah, and ultimately, Mega TJP won with the knee bar. A lot of really good counters here. Like I said, some missed spots, but both men worked really hard. And afterwards, Brian Kendrick offered his hand. They shook hands. And then Brian Kendrick headbutted TJP and walked out. Well, limped out. So kudos to them. Both guys sold pretty well. There was a little funny moment where. After TJP did tap him out, he ran up to the second rope and posed. And then I think he remembered, oh, crap, I should probably sell my neck because that's what Kendrick was working on the whole match. He was like, yeah. Oh, so yeah. that was kind of cool. Uh, my, my two takeaways from this real quick. Uh, one, I understand why WWE did it, but to call the bully choke the captain's hook horrible. 
Um, well, I know kind of, that well, you know, you, Monday, I get you know it. what, you know what, Kendrick kind of does look like a pirate, though. He does, but horrible. And second of all, before the match, when they were interviewing TJP, if you notice, he went up to the gorilla position. Okay, cool. Kendrick came out first. <laughs> so, you know, it's a small minor detail, but if that's the case, then you're thinking, all right, well, Kendrick's already there. Perkins is there. Why don't they just start fighting right there? Because you know, you know what? It's like MMA, all right? He had to get Vaselineed up, and they had to, they had to check I his, guess. his but, hands. You know, it's just and some small minor details. Like, I get it, yeah. but... You know, you, like you, you got to do that a little. You know bit. what's you know what's a bigger minor detail that that's not even minor. What's How it? are we supposed to honestly believe that Stephanie McMahon does not know why Triple H cost Seth Rollins the title when they share the same bed? You leave work at work and home at home. That doesn't come up at breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I. I could say something right now. I well, won't. listen, I listen. I, I would Stephanie, say this. if you saw the picture of Stephanie Man posing for her 40th birthday, you could understand why Triple H might not be thinking about that or might not answer that question. Yes, but you know what? I mean, I mean, in theory, okay, she should be the Stephanie McMahon character should be angry, and if Stephanie McMahon's really angry, okay, would she you? If, if, okay, if any of us were married to Stephanie McMahon or working for Stephanie McMahon, would you want to get on her bad side? No, I wouldn't want to get slapped in the face. No, I wouldn't. I think she'd do more than that. Okay, if she was really angry in Some real life, might enjoy that. Scott, I'm just saying. Scott, you're an adult. I, I didn't say I would enjoy it. I'm just saying. All right. Well, I'm just. All right. Uh, real quick, also with the cruiserweight match, you like how they uh, changed the ropes to purple. I I did, and the lighting of purple made it feel special. I dig that. I dig it. Although I still can't believe that TJP didn't even debut on Raw. That was ridiculous. They had to get a steam song set up. I guess. We had Sheamus and Cesaro, best of seven series, the final, or so we thought. This was a great match, a really great match, but both guys took each other out from the outside, and they got, well, not counted out, right? They just stopped, they, they stopped just, the match. It, yeah, the referee stopped the match. It was, the, it was the kind of the dusty finish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they stopped the match. Cesaro was saying, I can fight with one hand. And by the way, Cesaro almost killed himself twice in this match. Yeah, there was a lot of like spots in this match I just was not a fan of. And, and just to paraphrase a quote from Danny Cage, who is the trainer of the world-famous Monster Factory, Paulsboro, New Jersey. He's actually trained a buddy of mine, too. Uh, he pretty much said, what did he say here? Let me bring up the, the quote. He talked about dives and also Blue Meanie. Former WWE ECW superstar who tr- also trains at the Monster Factory. I think Cesaro trained there a little bit, didn't he? Uh, he might have, Cesaro, had, Seamus, he might have had a stop there, but I'm, I'm yeah. retweeting it now on the Sports Courier account. Here's what he said at, re- at the Danny Cage Tell a story without killing yourself or your opponent. I did not like this pay per view because I saw too little of that. Yeah. Hey, you can't blame him. You, you can't blame him at all. And we saw dives in God knows how many matches tonight. We saw it in the main event. Uh, we saw it in the Zayn Jericho match. We saw it in the women's match, although the women's match was definitely safer than recent women's matches. Um, we, yeah. we saw, of course, this match with, with Cesaro. Uh, actually, you know, Kofi Kingston had a big dive as well. And he almost messed it. Yeah, yeah it wasn't even like a cross body. It was like kind of like uh, Dean Ambrose's like flying like elbow and like a standing person kind of deal. It was like a hip check almost by, by Kofi Kingston. But instead of having his hip 
land on Lou Gallows. His hip landed right on the floor. On the good side, we didn't see the uh, the Big E one, unless I missed it. Oh, the Big E spear through the ropes. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't think we saw that either. And we, and we didn't see a lot of moves on the uh, the hard part of the apron. The apron, yeah, which so is which, which is yeah, the hardest part of the ring. The whole ring should be hard. Well, when you don't on the LED monitor, there it's probably worse. Yeah, true. So yeah, they are going to have another match. There is a Hell in a Cell pay per view in a month. One would think they keep these guys off Raw. They could do house show matches, whatever, but keep them off Raw. Say, you know what, guys? You're not medically cleared right now. You will be medically cleared come October 30th. Hell in a Cell. It will end there. There must be a winner. What do you think about that one? Inside Hell in a Cell? I mean, you might as well. It's a Hell in a Cell-themed pay-per-view. You need matches that belong in Hell in a Cell. Unfortunately, you're devaluing the Hell in a Cell, but... I, I agree. They, they, as if I they haven't devalued cool. it already. No, they of once, course. Absolutely. They once had a pay-per-view well, with three Hell in a Cell matches. Well, they're going to do it again because I think it's safe to say Roman Reigns and uh, Rusev are going to be in Hell in a oh Cell. Oh, so. God, yeah. That's some ass-backwards booking, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Jericho and Zayn had a kick-ass match. match. I really enjoyed this. Really yeah. enjoyed this. A lot of near falls. Crowd was hot for this. Interesting finish. Yeah, there was a technical snafu. Where Jericho was coming out, and then Sami Zayn's music played, and then they did the entrance again. And yeah, just the usual great stuff you'd expect from these two. I know some people don't like Jericho winning, and spoiler alert, he did win with the code breaker. But it was good. There was, a, there was like one botch, but Corey Graves did, did a good job of, of kind of covering it up. And the commentary in general, I thought was pretty strong all night. Like I got I to gotta give him the raw team props. I think mm-hmm. a, a big part of it's Corey Graves. A big part of it is Michael Cole not being overproduced. A big part of it, too, is these guys being allowed to say the word wrestling. <laughs> they said wrestling multiple times. It was great. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And, yeah, Jericho won with the code breaker. The thing is, while I'm happy Jericho won, while I think he needs to stay winning, in order to build up to the eventual breakup with Kevin Owens, which I think will be an awesome match and a great feud, I, I just don't like it at the expense of Sami Zayn. Well, that's the interesting part. Jericho puts everybody over and yet doesn't put Sami Zayn over. Hey, he, uh, he, you know, well, you know what? It's not like he decides. You no, mean, and you know they're going to have another match eventually. Exactly, exactly. Probably tomorrow night on Raw. Exactly. Everybody's angry about how like, oh, Jericho's beating Styles this year. He's beating Sami Zayn. He's beating all these guys and blah. Oh. Like, you know what, guy? Oh. Like, the guy's put over everybody. Okay, he's oh. put over everybody. Take away Jericho. Put Roman Reigns in that match. Put Braun Strowman in that match. Put oh. somebody that's a quote unquote WWE guy in that match. One of Vince's guys. More often than not, Vince is always going to put his guys over. Jericho's one of his guys. That's the thing. They see Sammy as a setup man right now. It is what it is. I don't like it, but it is what it is. I'm happy Jericho won. I think it makes sense in the story. I think his character's been great the last couple months. You know, the drink it in, man. The best friend of Kevin Owens. But I, again, just not at the expense of Sami Zayn, but that's also the problem with depth. You have very few guys that get a reaction, that get some emotional investment from the crowd. Sami Zayn is one of them. And unfortunately, they have to beat him. Luckily, he's one of those guys that you can beat a lot and still get over. But there is going to come a point in time where he has to get that big win. He didn't get it against Kevin Owens, but the follow-up has not been all that great. And if you don't want to put him in the main events right now, 
even though he could probably be one of your top stars. You know what? What happened to Neville? What happened to that tag team? Why not do Neville versus Zayn? That'd be a great tag team. They could keep both themselves over, both of themselves relevant. They can make the tag team titles even more relevant. But no, we're just going to have New Day do some bad comedy and hold the tag titles again. Who's going to feed to the New Day, by the way? Mm, um, I don't even know who's on the tag team division. Ryan, Fit- Ryan Fitzpatrick and Eric Berry? You're a schmo. I know. Mm-hmm. Josh Norman and Odell Beckham. Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna team up and, and feud with this like, tag team? Like Like our friend Jeremy Bauer said, Cesaro and Sheamus. Oh God. I mean, at this point, if who, they don't, who, end, I mean, who, I don't really, really have any who? interest in, in, in this feud continuing. But if they just end the best of seven like that, can you imagine if Cavs and Warriors just ended in a draw? If Adam Silver just walked in the middle of the court and said, "You know what, guys? LeBron, Steph." I'm tired. Let's go home. Well, boxing matches end in a draw, so why not? I know. I know. Jesus. All right. Um, I'm trying to think who, who, you know, honestly, why not just give like Owens and Jericho the titles? Make it even more fun. Really? Actually, I would like that. Yeah. I would like that. You know what? That'd be great. Why not? They're a great team. Why not? I dig it. Speaking of teams, where was Enzo and Cass? Uh, probably checking out the timeshare down in Puerto Rico. I guess. Yeah. Is there a little Italy in Puerto Rico? If I had a dime for every time somebody asked me that, you know how many dimes I would have right now? How many? Zero dimes. Or no dimes, either way. Fair enough. Yes. We also had Charlotte versus Sasha versus Bailey for the women's title. Pretty good match. Uh, did not have the heat of some you know past women's classics, but this was really good. And they did not take too many crazy risks. No real stupid bumps for the most part. Pretty good. And there were a lot of near falls. That that's my other complaint about tonight. I, I don't mind like some near falls here and there, but I feel like and this is the case I think with Jericho I don't know if Jericho and Zayn I'd complain about that. I'd say maybe Rusev and Reigns and Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey. Uh, don't you feel like they maybe could have gone home maybe like five minutes earlier? Absolutely. Or, or a couple minutes earlier. I felt I felt that oh. they did one too many near falls, one too many close calls with the bank statement, with the belly to Bailey. You know, I just feel like it got a little little too carried away. It got a little sloppy at the end. Yes. I it, think, it, yeah, it was it was to the point where enough's enough. Let's yeah. Exactly. And ironically, the main the, the finish was kind of sloppy, which involved Dana Brooke. Which this is gonna lead up to Dana Brooke and Charlotte at WrestleMania, just and, so everybody's aware of that. And it is gonna bomb like crazy. Yeah. Because Dana Brooke is not the caliber of wrestler as the three women that were in the ring. Dana Brooke, you can make the argument, is not the caliber of any of the women, the, re- the women on SmackDown. Now here's the thing, though, about Dana Brooke. It's funny because it's you know just about October, so you have almost six months to to kind of get her into that shape, and they're not doing it. Like she doesn't even wrestle at house shows. So how is she going to get this training to to have a match like that at WrestleMania? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you want to call her up because you think she's learned everything she can in NXT and she needs to learn how to get better in the ring? I mean, she wasn't terrible in NXT. She was all well, right, but you got to well, remember. She had Emma. Yeah, she had Emma. Okay, she had great coaches. A lot of the women there lay out their matches and practice and practice and practice in the performance center, which nothing wrong with that. 
But, you know, when you're in the same spot, when you're not always on the road, when you're able to work with coaches and, and, and guys like that and work with all the girls and lay out your match, you know, properly, and you have a veteran like Emma who's awesome in the ring, I mean, you're going to look pretty good. Plus, in NXT, they did everything they could to make her look good, not just in the ring but from the presentation. You know, the video packages of all our competitions, the entrance, the promos, everything. Whereas here, she's just a hot chick wearing some awkward singlet who gets slapped around by Charlotte and has bad matches. And in NXT, didn't she, when she came to the ring, didn't she do like that that uh, that flip or whatever? She had, Not a flip, but she did like a, yeah, it was like a flip. I don't remember it was, that. It I know, was on I know. the outside, like as she went, got up to the ring. She came around to the camera sign like it was it wasn't like a, a, a somersault, but it was like a, a twirl or something, I believe. And another thing. We still we being say like just the general WWE audience still knows nothing about Dana Brooke. Does anybody that, that hasn't watched NXT know that she's competed in multiple fitness competitions, competed in the Arnold at the same time as being an NXT superstar? Does no. anybody know that? What Does anybody need- know her fitness background at all? Does anybody know why she chooses to flex? Because she's competed in competitions? Nope. We don't know anything about her. As far as like regular fans that don't watch NXT. They know nothing about her. All they know is that she's a chick that's slapped around by Charlotte, that wears some skimpy outfits, and that has bad matches. That's all we know about her. And has some awkward dialogue. And once dressed in a nurse's outfit, that looked really awkward in some Gallows and Anderson skit. That's all we know about her. What they need to do with her is have an injury angle, send her to NXT until about February, do some big nets around January, shout, hyping her back up, have her come out, and then take out Charlotte and do it that way. Maybe that could work a little bit. Yeah, but you know what? They should they should have done that a while ago, and they should have done that a while well, ago with other guys too. Like For example, Dolph Ziggler. The fact that Dolph Ziggler is still challenging for the IC title, I know he just lost to the Miz on SmackDown, but like, here's a guy, if you sent him to NXT... If you did video packages every week on SmackDown, building him up, saying, you know what, the, the Dolph Ziggler Redemption Tour continues, and he's busting his ass and working his way back up in NXT, and then you call him up around, like, say, Royal Rumble time or something. That's a guy who you could rebuild, if done right. But they didn't do that with Ziggler. They just kind of had him win a few matches here and there, put him in the DDB title match, and they were shocked, shocked, when nobody cared at SummerSlam when he was challenging for a DDB championship. So, you know what's going to happen at WrestleMania if they do Dana versus Charlotte? I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening because they're going to be shocked. Shocked. Oh, my God. How's Dana getting booed? How's the crowd not caring? Why are 80,000 people going to take a piss break right now? Because you gave us no reason whatsoever to care about Dana Brooke, never mind the fact that she's completely miscast. Well, I think, you know, and unfortunately when Emma got hurt, I think that really hurt Dana a lot. Oh, I agree. But you know what? Then put her in NXT. Or if not, put her in NXT. What? Keep her on house shows. And if not that, then freaking at least tell us a little bit about her. I'm not disagreeing. I mean, have you even heard anything about her, like, on commentary? Has well, anybody even said anything? Like, any no, stats about her? because she's just, this, she's the Virgil to, you know, Charlotte's Ted DiBiase. I think we even knew more about Virgil. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. And, and listen, don't besmirch the good name of Virgil by comparing him to Dana Brooke. Don't get me started with Virgil. <laughs> so, if you anyways. saw his, him and Scott Hall's little Twitter. Oh, no, I haven't. Ago, Do I got to see that? It wasn't nothing big, but it was, you know, Virgil tweeting a picture, you know, 20 years ago today, I was the focal point of the NWO or something like that, or the centerpiece. And Scott Hall just goes, uh, yeah, sure. That's, you know, 
It's Virgil being Virgil. Exactly. So, yeah, the finish. We had Dana Brooke interfere multiple times because triple threat mats are no disqualification. And she, I guess, who did she try to pull? I don't even remember. She was like trying to, she was trying to pull Bailey out or something or pull Sa- or Sasha. I think she got both of them at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look, let me look at my notes I think here. It was Sasha on the. Yeah. I think she pulled yeah. Sasha and then Charlotte, you hit a boot on Bailey, a test big boot and got the pin. Yeah. This is all right. Uh, I want to say a great match, but really good. Not a lot of crazy spots. There was an impressive spot where Charlotte hit the moonsault on both Bailey and Sasha. That was pretty cool. I, I was worried. <laughs> I was too, but she hit it perfectly. She hit it perfectly. Yeah, so it was it was good. It was good. So not a, not a bad match at all. I don't mind Bailey losing because it leads to the story of her being an underdog and overcoming the odds like an NXT. So we'll see what happens there. We had Rusev Roman Reigns for the U.S. title. Really good match, but nothing we haven't seen before. As in, we've seen this match multiple times. They've had some really good and great matches in the past. This was no different. And Roman Reigns got the win with the spear out of nowhere. He kind of like the RKO out of nowhere. It, but the thing is, he should have gotten the pin sooner. Got the pin. But Lana pulled out the referee. She was sent to the back. Ref says, nope. I ain't disqualifying him. You're being sent to the back. And I felt like after that, they should have had Rusev kick Roman Reigns in the head, which he did, but get the pin. Setting up Reigns versus Rusev, hell in a cell. Instead, the babyface who's been booked like a heel, humiliating the good, kind, married man for the last two months, just gets the pin and wins the U.S. title, which means this feud did absolutely squadoosh for Rusev and Lana. Which means they will have another match in Hell in a Cell. And he'll lose again. More than likely. Jeez. Can you imagine what would have happened if when they were building up Roman Reigns, they actually had, say, like, Roman Reigns and the streak of Rusev back in the day instead of John Cena? Or if they had, like, Seth Rollins or one of those guys and the streak of Rusev? How much it would have done for their careers as opposed to just where Rusev's at right now? It's amazing, isn't it? Well, yeah. we have a you know, we can talk about John Cena later if you really want. Yeah. Well, if you caught talking smack with Ambrose, man. I, I actually didn't, but I That I, was a missile promo if I ever heard one on Cena. Man. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean I know I mean I've heard that, you know, those two may not get along backstage. I don't know, but yeah, maybe well, they just want to play it up for the for the feud. I know well for those that don't know good. For, for those that don't know, Dean Ambrose pinned John Cena on, on SmackDown like it was nothing. In a 10-minute nothing match. Seven years, 10-minute nothing match. What did you say? First time in what? Seven years. That Cena's lost clean? On TV, yep. Who? who I believe it was 09. Who pinned him? I believe it was Randy Orton. That makes sense. It does. Really? I mean, I know Tensai beat him a few years ago, but that was with interference. That was was sort of clean. This was straight clean, yeah. Wow. Just a throwaway match, yeah. yeah. A- again, making your superstars feel special. John Cena, he's still your well, biggest star. That's the point, though, because Ambrose kept going off on him, saying you're just a, a basically a dumb part-timer, part-timer, part-timer who doesn't care, and Dean's here. You know, Dean basically said, I main evented the last five nights in a row. Where were you at, you know? So so he's essentially pulling the, the John Cena card that John Cena pulled on The Rock years ago. Yeah, and he's doing it almost as a heel, but it's working. Yeah. 
Well, he's isn't he technically a heel? He's supposed to be a heel, I guess. Hey, Ambrose. He turned on John Cena. I mean, I don't know what Not he is. because Cena got on the mic after that and said, you know, the Philly crowd bought out the Dean Ambrose that we all love, you know. And no, yeah. he's not really a heel. Oh. But it was kind of funny, though, because when he came out for the interview on Talking Smack, Renee Young said something like, you know, I have to stay impartial now or something. And it was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I saw one clip. Didn't he say, like, he pointed Daniel Bryan and he says, like, I don't respect, like, your opinion. Sometimes I respect yours. Like to Something like that, to yeah. Renee. It was some funny line like that, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be interesting. You know what? That That's going to be one of the main reasons to watch Total Divas, to see Ambrose on there in real life. He seems like a weird dude in real life. Uh, yeah. I actually like Talking Smack. I've been watching this. Last I heard it's really good. I just, yeah. you know, I, I've watched it every now and then, but I just haven't gotten around to this week's episode. We had Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Really good match, but something was missing here. Crowd wasn't too hot for it. I think some of the crowd and probably the viewing audience all around the world a little confused on who's exactly the babyface and who's the heel here. Yeah, a little they've, bit. They, they've half-assed Seth Rollins' babyface run, if you even want to call it that. He's still got the same crappy theme music, which is just a guitar riff. And he's tweeting as a heel, which doesn't help. Is he really? Yeah, he tweeted something about Roman Reigns uh, uh, still, yeah. I'd have to go back and look for it, but yeah. yeah well, nobody likes Roman Reigns, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know what you're saying, yeah. It's just he's he, he's sort of a heel, and uh, yeah, it's been kind of been kind of awkward. So yeah, they had a good match back and forth. Seth Rollins hit the pedigree, but thanks to Chris Jericho, who was at ringside distracting him. Actually, first off, Jericho distracted Rollins at first, but Rollins uh, got out of it that precarious situation, and then Rollins hit the pedigree. And Rollins went for a pin, but Jericho put Owen's foot on the bottom rope. And then we had a ref bump, chaos, crowd booed. I was getting annoyed. This was already at like the 11 o'clock hour. I was like, all right. I mean, it didn't go too much longer, but still, it was just kind of like, all right, I'm a little little tired here. Uh, Seth did hit a dive, by the way. He hit multiple dives. Again, not everybody needs to hit a dive in every single match. The more you do it, the more it's not special. They each did the uh, DX crotch chop as well. Yes, they did. And that was funny. The ref bump was a very weak bump that apparently knocked the ref out cold for like 20 minutes. So, hey, you, figure. you know, listen, man, maybe you got paid off. Mm. Maybe you got paid off. And yeah, so took forever. Steph finally got a ref out there. Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb, got the pin, celebrated with Jericho. And it looks like it's going to set up maybe Owens versus Rollins in Hell in a Cell. Or Owens versus Rollins versus Jericho in Hell in a Cell. Could be. Now, if go back and watch the tape or the DVR on demand, whatever you want to call it. Right after the pin, the camera shoots to Stephanie and she has a look on her face like she just screwed Rollins and she knows it. And it was kind of like that smirky authority look. It's a real brief split second look. Go back. I don't know if you can bring it up on Twitter. Maybe not. Well, you, well, you know, she had that little look on her face, like, "Yeah, I did this." You know, Nick, you can well, she tr- see it coming. Well, she tried to motivate Owens and Rollins earlier uh, backstage with Foley. Yeah. Both kind of told her off. Owens said that he's going to show his Triple H's choice and why he is the main event, and Rollins just said, "You know, I don't want to hear it." And what I find interesting is the lack of crowd reaction throughout that main event. I mean, it, you know, they did pop in some spots and everything. They did chant, this is awesome. But, you know, it, it didn't have the heat of, like, a real 
real main event level match. You know what I mean? But I came to a conclusion as to why. That's what happens when the storyline that's supposed to revolve around the championship revolves around Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. And where's Triple H been? Not been on TV for a few weeks. Is he even going to be on TV the whole football season? Is he going to come back around WrestleMania time? I don't know. I don't know, but lack of crowd heat besides the fact that Rollins has been a half-assed babyface. I think it's because of Triple H. They built it around Triple H. They didn't deliver on why Triple H helped Kevin Owens. Makes no sense to me. But I do think it'll be a cool storyline to have Jericho, Owens, and Rollins in a triple threat match. And I think it's going to be pretty cool if, say, Jericho accidentally pins Rollins, wins the title, and sets up a big match. Perhaps, actually, you could do that. Well, no, if you I want to do that, that, put Sami Zayn in the match, let him take the pin. Make it a four way. Why not? Actually, you know what? They could do that. Yeah, they could do that. We're a triple threat. But what I'm saying is have yeah. Jericho in that match win the title, right? Yeah. And then you do Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho in the main event of Survivor Series in Toronto, the first Toronto pay-per-view Ooh. in WWE in like a decade. I like it. Yeah, in the main event. I think it'd be awesome. Problem is, WWE wouldn't like it because the crowd would be going crazy and WWE wouldn't know what to do with it. Wouldn't they want the crowd to go crazy? Well, yeah, but again, hey, do that. Add Sami Zayn, make it a triple threat. I know he's not at that level right now, but he's still there. He's got the history with Kevin Owens. He's got the feud with Jericho. Yeah, but then you're going to be doing two back-to-back. You know, All right, we'll save him for Survivor Series. But I no, guess. I think a one-on-one would be better. Yeah. But, you know, this way you have... The, that would actually be a perfect time to give Sami Zayn the title, too. In Toronto? If you were to do it in Toronto at Survivor Series against Jericho and Kevin Owens, my goodness. That would be huge, but you know, they need to they need to do something big, I think, for Survivor Series. I think <laughs> I think that the fact that they have not one, not two, but three top Canadian stars in, in on Raw, like they need to do something special for Canada. And and, right. and and honestly it would make all those guys look like much bigger stars too, because that crowd's gonna be hot. Yep. And right now, let's be honest, it doesn't matter with Monday night football. It doesn't matter what they do. Raw's going to be draw bad ratings, so why not? Yeah, I yeah, I mean they could try to improve the show, but yeah, I know no, I know they you could, mean. but it's not going to matter. I mean, they could right now, you know, by WWE logic, Kevin Owens is the reason why they're drawing what they're drawing, you know, so. Yeah. Although I don't think that's fair either. I think No, of course it's not fair. Yeah. So, overall, I'd say I'd say a thumbs in the middle pay-per-view. Yeah, it was a good show. It was watchable, but it was just kind of what it was. Yeah, I know. I just, again, I feel mentally fatigued, and I know Sky Doll Sky on Twitter, she uh, certainly agrees with us. So let's get to some questions and comments before we head on out of here. Mr. Racer1029 says Chris Jericho's a stupid idiot. Kobe Hanshaw says, nah, he's the best thing on Raw. He's one of the best things on Speaking Raw. Speaking of Mr. Racer, real quick, uh, last night in Chicago, or, well, yeah, no, past midnight now, so Saturday night, House show in Chicago. We had Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar too. In six minutes, Brock Lesnar hit the F five and pinned Randy Orton, and that was that. Yeah. So nothing exciting, but it did happen. And yeah. Mister Racer also says that the end of Survivor Series is going to be Raw versus SmackDown. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Like the like the good old days. I don't know if that's the good old days, Mister Racer. 
Okay, Dan Foster says he's happy that AJ Styles and Kevin Owens won pay-per-view main events. That I am happy with. Uh, let's see. Steven Shaw says if they do Dana versus Charlotte at Mania, it would be a huge step back for women's wrestling. It'd be a huge step back for wrestling, period. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Dana can surprise us, but she needs to improve. She needs to get better. At the very least, she needs to get better in the ring. If they're not going to improve her character, she's got to at least improve in the ring and put in the work and get better. Put her in tag matches. Do something. They got to do something with her. Yeah. It's not even like superstar, nothing. It yeah, I, I agree. It's a good point. Holiday 197. I'd also like to see Kevin Owens versus Zayn at WrestleMania for the Universal title inside Hell in a Cell to resolve their feud. My I don't goodness. think they're going to do that, but that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Loser must go to SmackDown. Way to make the SmackDown brand look even worse. Yeah, right. Oh, man. The sad part is SmackDown's probably the better show right now than Raw. What? It's probably the better show. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, it's easier to watch. It is. Well, it's, yeah. Significantly easier to watch. Much easier, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, hey, and real quick, let's give props to Alexa Bliss, by the way, on SmackDown, because she's doing a heck of a job in her role right now. Yeah, her and, her and uh, Becky Lynch had a nice contract segment signing. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And it's just kind of funny because she's this like little girl, and she's – Telling Becky that she doesn't look like a champion, and I, I know some people maybe took it out the wrong way, but she, at the end of the day, she's a heel. It's not like she's calling Becky ugly. I mean, Becky's gorgeous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she it was just more like kind of like a heel like thing to say, and it was I don't know, it was very well done. Yeah. Very well done, knocking the table over Becky. I, the only thing I, I didn't like was Becky chasing her afterwards. I think it would have been more effective if Becky like teased like her leg or ankle being injured. And the, that led up to the match. But the was, shock of it, maybe? Yeah, Yeah, but it was a really good match. I mean, a really good segment. And I think they'll have a pretty good match. So, that was pretty good. Um, as far as everything else that's going on in WWE land, I mean, yeah, that was sho- that, that Ambrose match was still shocking to me. Yeah. And they really need to keep John Cena special. They really do. Or else that got... You know what? If they do more jobs like that with John Cena, that guy might just say, you know what? I love WWE. I'll still do all the public relations stuff, but... Maybe I don't want to wrestle that much anymore. Yeah. Usos so, beating American Alpha. Wasn't a fan of American Alpha losing, but you know what? Chad Gable sold very well. They could lead up to a rematch, and Usos certainly. are now the number one contenders at No Mercy, I believe on October 8th, taking on um, taking on Heath Slater and Rhino. For those that don't know, Cena, Ambrose, and AJ Styles are going to have a triple threat match at No Mercy. But just a couple weeks before No Mercy, we're going to have this Tuesday on SmackDown, Ambrose versus AJ Styles for a world title. That's going to be interesting. It is. I really hope they don't give Ambrose the title back yet. And I really hope John Cena doesn't win his 16th on some B pay-per-view. Or C pay-per-view, for that matter. Well, at this point, none of the pay-per-views are B and C. Cena's supposed to be going to go film, what is that, American Gritty again? Yes. So, but then I heard a rumor that Ambrose might be taking time off. So oh, that was else? a BS rumor from a BS site. I didn't see if it, it was. Okay. Or so. I didn't yeah. hear read it from a site, but I saw some things on Twitter. Or yeah, something. no. So, okay. D- Dave Schneider sent it to me. He asked me if this is legit. I asked a few people. And, uh, you know, he may, Dean Ambrose may be taking time off, but until I see it from somebody that's actually pretty credible, I'm not buying it. So. Dan Foster asked, why not put Nia Jax in the Dana feud, uh, the Dana spot? It really wouldn't make a difference at this point. Yeah. Plus, uh, Charlotte's, <laughs> Charlotte's a bigger, muscular girl. I don't think. I think it would be a better visual. You know what? It would have been better if Ava Marie was on SmackDown and not suspended if they brought Nia Jax with her. 
Or, you know what? It would be better mm-hmm. if Alexa Bliss had, had Nia Jax. I think that dynamic would be great, but, you know, be like the Shawn Michaels third diesel. But Interesting, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Imagine that Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss match. Ooh. Well, they are real good friends in real life, so maybe they'd have oh, a decent match. Just the visual, like you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be interesting. Man, that would be interesting. It would be. All right, let's see a few more here, and then we'll head out. Um, What do you think about the Wyatt family versus Randy Orton feud? It's been pretty it's not terrible. Really the Wyatt fam- it's an interesting, yeah. It's not really the Wyatt family, but it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not interesting. It's pretty terrible. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty Right now, anything Bray Wyatt's in, unfortunately, is pretty terrible. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, Fred, do you have any updates on Matt Seidel, a.k.a. former WWE Tag Team Champion Matt Bourne? Yes, Matt Bourne was somewhat missing incognito the last really? few days. Yeah, like three or four days. This. He didn't make a, a few bookings, and people got worried, but he said he just ran into passport issues and was chilling in Hawaii. So, Not a bad place to be. Not a bad place to be, but you'd think you'd let some of these uh, independent companies know. But maybe he did. I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of rumors going around, but thankfully he is safe and sound. So that is all that matters. Okay. Let's see here. As far as anything else that's going on, TNA, there was a recent story in the New York Post about how they're on on sale for $40 million. I almost said 48. Jesus. Uh, they're not on sale for $40 million. Okay. WCW was bought for what? Two million? Two so. and a half million, and and they could have been sold for a lot more the year before. You know, they were actually sold, but you know, they were idiots. Yeah. So yeah, TNA is on the market. Who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows who's gonna step in? Either way, like WWE programming, I'm very fatigued about these TNA sale talks. I don't care. I mean, I care good. obviously because I have some friends in the company, but I don't care in a sense that like. It's it's hard for me to take things seriously until it actually happens. You know, we had the PR move of Billy Corgan putting in some money and becoming the president. I mean, I guess Dixie's technically out, but she's still kind of in the picture. I don't know. I you know, I, w- I would like to see some stability come TNA's way, but it's getting to the point, man, where it's just like they may have Bound for Glory, they may have a few more shows, but they really need to right this ship and get things on track. Either Get a financial backer or just, I don't know, you're going to go away. Well, from what I heard, they, they need to get money to do their next set of TV tapings after Bound for Glory. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Um, if Vince bought them, he would just shut the company down. Yeah. Already, just, they've already rated talent. I mean, Samoa Joe, Eric Young, Bobby Roode, Austin And they could Aries. get some more talent. And, you yeah, know, there's some talent there, sure. I mean, let's face it. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Outside of a few select people in the company... Is anybody there really making significant money? You know what I mean? I mean, I think, I think Bennett and Marie are getting really good money. I think EC3 is getting really good money. I would assume the Hardys. Are Hard, oh, Hardys for sure. I think are doing very well for themselves. But yeah. you know, as far as like some of the other guys, like the X Division guys, I would imagine they're not making a whole lot of money. I, I mean, mean, at the end of the day, Galloway's got to be doing decent. Oh, well, J- oh, James Storm's doing really well for himself. So well, he, he got. got I mean, I guess, okay. I guess you do have a few guys and girls that are making some. Pretty good money by pro wrestling standards, but there's a lot of other people that you know are kind of just scraping by. They kind of are just you know hoping to get paid, and you know they got the national exposure. But I guess you know at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if there's like ten people on guaranteed good money deals or a hundred people. You know, I mean, it's still another place for for wrestlers to work, and it would be sad if it went out of business. But you know, I'm just looking at the situation. It's got to be, I don't know, got to be anxiety filled for some of these guys. You know, to just 
not know if your next paycheck is going to come. Hearing all these sale rumors and everything, they have a very hardworking roster. I, I hope everything works out. I really do because their Dan show's Foster. been pretty good. And Dan Foster just mentioned that's true. Cody is now in TNA. Oh yeah, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah making some good coin. He is going to be uh, he's going to be debuting at Bound for Glory, and they signed his wife, Brandy Rhodes, to be a knockout. That's going to be interesting if she can actually. Re- well, I think they're going by the old WWE model of just hiring hot chicks that. May or may not be able to wrestle. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's very good. But yeah, Brand- Brandy seems to be working hard. She's the wife of wrestling royalty. Maybe she'll work out. Jeremy Bauer says the Burke and Hardys versus the Wyatts would be entertaining. It would be. And it's, there's been reports that Deddy B's interested in bringing back Matt Hardy, which would be phenomenal. But Matt Hardy's still under contract with TNA, and he can essentially make his own schedule. He's yeah. doing very well for himself. He doesn't need. The WWE, or he doesn't need a full-time schedule to make the money he's making right now. He's older. He's a family man, right? I mean, exactly. TNA, you work, what, a couple days every couple months and do some independence when you want, and uh, yeah. And, he, and look, say what you want about Matt Hardy. I've said a lot of negative things about Matt Hardy in the past and some of his uh, exploitative uh, aspects of his marketing in the past, but that was obviously when he had a lot of crap going on. But uh, these days, knock on wood, it seems like he's doing very well. Seems like he's healthy. Seems like he's clean. And, you know, he's marketed himself brilliantly. Him and his brother, they really have. So, it, it, outside of WWE as well. So, you got to give him their props. Got to give him their props here. And, okay. Okay. We'll take one more question real quick. And I'll defer actually two more things. Stephen Shaw, who does a lot of sports work in Wheeling, West Virginia, says Cena's going to be at the house show I'm working on in West Virginia tomorrow. Nice, Stephen. Let us know how that goes. Coach Osner, Fred, why no Enzo and Cass? I was appalled. From what I heard, it was just the, the layout of the show. No time. Yeah, but they had, didn't the pre-show start like an hour earlier? Yeah, not going to waste them on a pre-show. But you know what? It's okay not to have them on the show just for the fact I, I told you this before. Their gimmick is going to get played out quick if they're not careful. It will. It absolutely will. Because you will. These guys, they're going to run out of things to do, and it's just going to get gimmicky, and it's not going to be good. So I think not having them on every single show is okay. Mm. I would have thought them do do a promo at least. They could have woke up that crowd, dude. Yeah, a promo. Yeah, well, you know, but they didn't. So they could they could have woke up that crowd. That's all. That's all I gotta say. This is Fred Rachani of TSC News here to tell you why you should subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you love sports, especially football, basketball, mixed martial arts, boxing, and professional wrestling, this is the channel for you. We have exclusive recap shows and fully interactive live chats with all our subscribers. This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News, here to quickly recap WWE Monday Night Raw. TSC News here at Wizard World in Philadelphia. We have exclusive interviews with all your favorite celebrities on the live a very special guest. He is rap great Joel Ortiz. I'm joined by professional wrestling legend, the Iron Sheik, Super Bowl champion, Greg Scruggs. Good old JR. Subscribe, enjoy, join the party, and until next time, everybody, as always, enjoy the games.